This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. I want to hear, first of all, from you guys. So it's Darcy, John, and myself, David, tonight. Um, Hi, David. Hey, man. You just tried to get in the mood of AA. He's like, hi, David. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and we're just doing a little recap, like our personal recaps of uh, 2019. Yeah, this is... John, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Right on. I'm doing great. Cool. So are we going now? This is yeah. it? This is yeah, the... we're going. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. What, do you, what topics do you guys think about? <laughs> Who came up with artificial intelligence? That was him. And that, that was David. Was, that was a good one. That's I, I freaky liked, as fuck. That's why. I like that topic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also like your topic of um, anger and depression. and depression. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those mental health issues that mm-hmm. we deal with. Yeah. That's a great topic. Cool. You guys are both cool with those? Like, yeah, I think they're great. I was going to get real adventurous and go through all the episodes and kind of, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. Yeah, no. So because you didn't do that. You're lazy. Yes. We we figured out we're all kind of lazy, actually. It's like, if there's not, if I don't have to go too far with it, I'm not going to. Like, yeah, no. Forget about it. I woke up at like 11 today. So for the first time in like, since I was a teenager or something, (laughs) I'm not getting much done today. Yeah. So I have a question for both of you to start it off. Like, honestly, this applies to both of you guys because you have kids. So over the last year, there's been all these young young people. Now, I, I'm not suggesting there aren't young men doing this as well. Mm-hmm. But like young girls, like uh, what's her name? All the girls in Canada, they're doing it that are activists, right? Oh, like Greta and stuff yeah, like Greta, that. Yeah, Greta. And yeah. I can't remember Autumn the other Autumn and Yeah. yeah. Um, so as parents, what do you guys think about these kids putting being in the limelight like that? And getting abused basically by um, strangers online. Because, I mean, you guys all have seen some yeah. of the bullshit that goes around about these kids that are, like, standing up for the planet and all yeah. the stuff that they believe in. As parents, do you think that's, like, okay? Darcy? <laughs> well, I'm pretty strong about this because I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you, especially, I have a daughter, so especially in my case for daughters, we tell them they can be anything they want. They yeah. can do anything they want. And then when they stand up to do something, we're like, oh, no, you can't do that. Just sit down. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You should die and all these death threats. Like It was the same thing like those kids um, in that last, well, I guess not the last, but 
there was that mass shooting in the states, and like all the school kids stood up, and there's the the one girl who was she shaved her head, mm-hmm. and she was really vocal about gun control and stuff like that. Now, whether you agree with her or not is one thing. Yeah, but just the the hate. Yeah, towards these youth that are standing up, and it's like, but they're the ones dying. And the way I look right? at this is, you know what? <clears throat> Maybe they don't have all of the information. Maybe they're not the most knowledgeable on these subjects. Would it be but because they're, they're 14? Would it be because they're 14 years old? Well, or just, yeah, like info? maybe. I don't know. Or, yeah, yeah, just life experience, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, why Why just trash them? Yeah. Why not, like, to me, like, when I was 14, I was nowhere near being an activist. Like, to, to think to walk out of school on a Friday and go to a climate change rally, like, that was like, no way, man. Like, I, I was totally not there. So I think, to me... You want the youth standing up and showing leadership. Mm. But then we tell them, sit down, shut up, and don't show leadership. Yeah. Because it's not in the, the way kind we, that we react like, right? to it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Now, if it was stuff we liked, they'd be heroes. Mm. But it's like, because we don't want to hear it, or some people don't want to hear yeah. it. So I, I just think it's it's just kind of bullshit. It's like, yeah. why are you telling kids to do stuff but not do stuff? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Would you be would you be less or more likely <laughs> to encourage Sam? to stand out there if given the opportunity and i have no doubt about it she will be given the opportunity at some point because she's a ball buster right well i mean she just knows what's wrong and what's right and she doesn't mess around even though she's only 13 right yeah so would that be would you be more inclined to allow her to do it if she like shows that aptitude or i it's tough because i think if she really wanted to do it i i would have to let her do it yeah um but it's tough because you do have to worry about that stuff. Like yeah. people getting a hold of her address and like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'd just be crazy. So yeah. it's definitely a concern because we, I like, I've had friends who stood up to, you know, white supremacists and mm-hmm. they had their, you know, all four tires slashed. They've, they've been broken into and almost murdered mm-hmm. and things like that. And their kids are in the house when this is happening. Yeah. And so it's like, th- there is that fear. Mm-hmm. So I'd be hesitant, but at the same time, if she wanted to stand up, I'd have to have to let her do it. Yeah. Um, would but, you like? So would you? You probably just equip her with some information. <clears throat> yeah. And say, hey, like this is probably going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And we've actually had lots of discussions about it because of the way you know when Greta came here, yeah. how she was treated. Oh, and, it was awful. And like I met a girl out on the west coast. Um, her name is Takaya Blaney, and like they had to move to a secure remote location on the island to keep her away from like the death threats and the. And like if what I went, was she doing to to like uh, well she's an indigenous girl but she was uh, you know water protector like talking mm-hmm. and she went to the UN and talked about climate change and stuff mm-hmm. but it was just this was probably five or six years ago um, and she same thing like but they had like I went there with a friend who knew her but we you we were not allowed to like tell anybody the location of their mm-hmm. house everything was gated there was like a twelve foot fence around their house. Wow. Uh, it was in the bush, like there was trees all around, mm-hmm. and really the way she got around, if because she's also a musician, but a lot of times um, they would actually have to helicopter her from the house to the location because wow. they couldn't trust driving sometimes. Really? Yeah, because they were worried that someone would actually try to get her off. The they would, and they would worry that somebody might see her, get in a car, follow the car all the way up to the place. Yeah, okay, that and they too. wanted to keep that. Yeah. So that's like, it's wow. crazy, man. That's bananas. So I don't know how I would ever prepare for that yeah. as a parent. But, you know, do you just tell your kid no? Or 
I don't think you know, so. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think you. I don't think telling them no is a good idea because then they're just never going to want to do anything. Maybe exactly. You and know, they, at some point in time, they got to stand up because they're the future of the country yeah. of the world. So, yeah. you know, I think adults should step aside sometimes mm-hmm. and just let them speak, whether you like it or not. Exactly right, because we're adults. Yeah. And well, so we say we are. We, well, we say that anyway. by age we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we say it. So I, I can appreciate that because Sam's a girl and you're the dad mm-hmm. of a girl. So you have two boys, John. Mm-hmm. And like, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, you know, that's such a, a good question. And I, I'm kind of torn. You know, if you look at the way that Greta was received and what's occurred, the, what I have to think is, does she really believe in that mm-hmm. at that age or is this something that she's been i don't want to say coerced into doing that's an interesting thought though but perhaps pressured into doing mm-hmm. you know and i mean really i i believe in her message because you'd have to be willfully blind or stupid not mm-hmm. to think that the climate is not changing mm-hmm. the environment is not being destroyed mm-hmm. um but I think the message is lost when mainstream media gets a hold of it mm-hmm. and shifts the perspective of it, shifts the focus on from the message to she's in a Twitter battle with Donald Trump. To the messenger, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, Right? And now all of a sudden it's, you know, the ice caps are melting. Australia, the entire continent is on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to do something to clean up the plastic from the oceans mm-hmm. to look at what Donald Trump said about her. Look at, and it just, it takes away the potency of the message. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I wouldn't prevent my kids from doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they felt strongly about something, it's my yeah. duty as a parent to support them. Mm-hmm. You know, in no matter what it is, as mm-hmm. long as it's not hurting them and it's not hurting someone else, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is that they want to do, whatever their belief system is, it's my duty as a parent to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I may not agree with it, but I'll support you. Yeah. Right? I will support you and and I'll be there, you know, despite whatever yeah. happens. Yeah. Right? I'll be there. I'll be in your corner. Yeah. Right? Makes and sense. I, I think that... Sometimes we lose sight of that and we project our beliefs mm-hmm. onto our kids, right? Yeah. We, you know, you're not old enough. You don't understand, you know, wait till you get to be my age and you'll really understand. And I don't know. You know what? I mean, I, I don't really watch a lot of it unless I have to, but Dr. Phil had a good saying that, we don't raise children, we raise adults. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's some truth behind that, right? What we do now mm-hmm. is how we're molding our kids for the future, right? So if they have a belief system and we say, no, 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 you know what, you shouldn't believe in that because I don't believe in it, Yeah. then what will happen later, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I shouldn't believe in this. Maybe I don't have my own opinion on things. Maybe I, maybe my beliefs are wrong or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think mm-hmm. it's important that yeah. we be there for our kids to support them, whether it's sports, whether it's arts, music, 
drama, whatever it is that they find interesting to them, mm-hmm. to not diminish that. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you both talk on that too, right? Like about, because I'm an uncle. So as an uncle, my whole job is to like encourage my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. to do whatever it is they want to do. But on that same note, I don't have the other element of fear because they're not my children. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like I love my nieces and nephews, but it's, I know that I know there's a difference between being a parent and being an uncle. Right. Yeah. Like there just is, I don't have the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to say, I would absolutely encourage them to do whatever they felt they needed to do. But it was interesting because actually Dominic, who can't be here tonight, unfortunately he's nursing a bad back, but he's the one who, who kind of brought up that point because he has two children as well. Mm-hmm. And, and he, He's of two minds about it, I think, if I remember correctly. Just like you guys, right? Because it's really hard. How do you how do you throw caution to the wind? When, especially when you know that as soon as they become kind of out there, they're fair game, right? With the internet the way it is, with everything the way it is, as soon as you become out there, you're fair game. Well, and you know, there, there comes a point when, as a parent, it's your job to protect your kids, mm-hmm. right? It's your job. To make sure that they make it to a point in their life where they're able to take care of themselves mm-hmm. and be an independent, functioning person, mm-hmm. right? If we coddle our kids and we restrict them from what life is really about, mm-hmm. are we actually doing them a disservice? I think yeah. so. Right? Are we? Are we actually preventing them from seeing what life is really like? Because yeah. Life is really shitty sometimes. Yeah. It you is. know, it really Especially is. Especially the internet. Like, at, at some point in time, they're going to have to learn that the internet is not kind. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, you try to keep the cyber, like the schoolyard bullying or online bullying from the schools, but like, you, you just cannot do that if you're going to be outspoken about anything these mm-hmm. days on the internet. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> and what's really interesting too to me is, this only stems because she says things that some people find unpopular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If when like we're not talking about some youth who stood up and is going to be a good Christian leader in his mm-hmm. church. Yeah. That's not making the news. Yeah. That's totally okay. But to stand up on on issues mm-hmm. that we fun, that have two sides of the story. Yeah. Well, that's not okay if you're Yeah. you know, depending on which side you're on, right? Yeah. And the, and to me that signals how bad we've fallen into this even though we may have different opinions we can still have a conversation about things Mm -hmm. you can't do that anymore it's like it's team versus team and it's a battle to the death Mm. and it's like why yeah that's interesting it seems so strange eh? especially like climate change yeah so what if we put all this effort into climate change and we start reducing our footprint here on this earth and we find out oh well it really was a hoax well, guess what? We've made life better because we've reduced our footprint here, yeah, and nature is doing better. Yeah. So who's the loser in that? Yeah. Right. Nobody, man. So, it, like, to me, these topics are, but because it was unpopular mm-hmm. with some, that's why it's so vehemently like death mm-hmm. threats and so, yeah. so you know, anger. I, I think that well, anger, like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, but but I think that anger comes from like the fact that she's right. Right. Like yeah. they're, they're right. And we have this like inability at some points in time as humans and adults, we have a seeming inability to simply say, you know what? She might be right. 
and it might not be all or nothing, right? Like I think that's what gets lost in it is that people are either for or against oil. And the reality is you can't be. Yeah. <laughs> like everything we have basically comes from petroleum products, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like am I wrong? Plastics, everything. Yeah. Right? So really, when someone asks me what I think about it, like the climate and all that stuff, I just say, honestly, couldn't we just do a little better? Yeah. Couldn't we just do a little better? Yeah. Like, that's not our culture. Yeah, I know. It's not our culture. It's <laughs> no. not, it's not yeah. our, our way of doing a little mm-hmm. better. It's all or nothing. All or nothing, man. All yeah. or nothing. Yeah. Right? People don't see that progress of, yeah. let's see if we can reduce this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nope. Because as soon as you start talking like that, you're threatening. Whoa. Totally. Yeah. No, no, you're going to take away something that I value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, you're my enemy. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? I understood. And that's exactly why people get so mad. Yeah. yeah. And well, I think that's come, like, that's the internet. Like, it's, it's yeah. bred this, like, I can be mean and nasty online in a way that I would never be in, in person. Yeah. And so it kind of, kind of gives people that ability to just, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, burner on the stake kind of thing, yeah. kind of talk. And it's like, you would only say that online. You would never yeah. say that into her face. Totally. You and know, so it gives people that kind of false courage. For sure it does, because yeah. there's absolutely no consequence. Yeah. There's really. no repercussion nope. for saying something foul online, right? Not like, unless really. you have a job connected to it or something yeah. like that, right? Like, there's really no repercussion. Yeah. You can and do or say whatever you want. Yeah. And there's some of those people that fire at these people, the other humans trying to do something positive. They're mm-hmm. just sitting around all day on their computer doing nothing else. Yeah. But having fights on the internet. Well, and I often wonder, like, there's a lot of things where, like, people chime into topics and I'm like, why? You don't even have a stake. Mm-hmm. Like, for me to get into a conversation about, you know, women's reproductive rights, what would I really have to say there? <laughs> Like, I mean, I can have an opinion. Of course. But to go online and be like, just argue it out, bash it out with mm-hmm. like a bunch of women just because I want to get my opinion heard. What's the point of that? Yeah, because seriously, are you, you know? trying to, are you thinking you're going to change the women's mind? Yeah. Like, because they know what it's like and we don't. Well, and, and if, <laughs> if you look like a lot of these people that hate her so much, mm-hmm. they're not even like a lot of them are like from Toronto and other places mm-hmm. where the oil industry isn't so huge there. So it's like, well, why are you even chiming in? Mm-hmm. You don't live in Alberta. Yeah. You don't you don't make your money in the oil industry. Mm-hmm. What 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 fire what are you what foot in the fire do you have on this? Well, I think people you know, you know and I don't know, I, I I may be speaking in generalities, but I think people like that, they just want to throw a grenade into the room. Mm. Totally. And watch what happens. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Right? And they then just, just walk they away. just want to yeah. see the chaos. Yeah. And I I don't know why it is that we have that inclination towards confrontation. We have that inclination to incite hatred, mm-hmm. right? Somebody may mm-hmm. not even know who she is, yeah. but you know what? I'm going to toss this grenade in the room and I'm going to see what happens. Sure. And then I'm going to step back and I'm going to watch the explosion. Yeah. And somebody in the media picks it up. And I don't know, I'm not bashing on the mainstream media here, but they'll show you what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's fake right? news, man. It's, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> the whole fake news thing, I don't but know. But it is partially fake news. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like partially a joke, you but partially true. Exactly what they want you to see. Yeah. And they will preach to you what they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. And 
people watch the news thinking, well, this is completely objective, this is non-biased, when in reality, Greta and Donald Trump hacking it out on Twitter is what's making headline news, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So somebody's watching this and goes, well, goddamn her, nobody mm-hmm. bashes Donald Trump on my watch, right? Yeah. And he's got to chime in, I'm going to kill you. Versa. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The Trump haters are like, how dare you? They yeah. might not even know who she is or what she stands for. Exactly. How dare you? She's yeah. a young woman. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, right? That's not like, what do they call that? That hyper, hypersensitive, obviously, but it's kind of like your reaction doesn't match what's happening. Right? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, like I heard some call out culture or something like that. Call out culture. Yeah. But yeah. I, I saw some shit like when she came here, and I can't remember exactly what they said, but it was just horse crap anyway from Rednecks, yeah. right? Um, and don't get me wrong, not everybody who is against Greta is a redneck, but these particular individuals were obviously from the redneck <laughs> part of the woods, right? Like, like actually calling a, a 14-year-old? I think she's 16. 16? 16, it doesn't matter to me because she's a child, right? So yeah. if under no circumstances, unless a child is trying to harm someone else, like why would you possibly think it's okay as an adult human to call a child uh, the see you next Tuesday word? And use that yeah. as though it's like got no meaning and it's not going to have any impact on yeah. the child. Yeah. I, I mean, as adults, we're sp- like you guys said, and you guys said it well, we're supposed to help kids. Yeah. That's our fucking job. Like if we have one job left, we're, if we're going to have kids, let's fucking help them. Mm-hmm. Look, and if you ask me, I, I think we have enough children on the planet for now. Mm-hmm. I think that we could use a break, right? <laughs> But that, that's just as valuable um, as cutting back our oil consumption, yeah. right? Like we, I get it. We've had the, we've had the um, 100 years of prosperity, basically, where we could just continuously have kids. Mm-hmm. But we're 7.5 billion people. So we, it's, we have to do more than just cut back our oil consumption. This is where I go, right, with it, is that this is not just about one thing. But we like to have that one answer. Everybody wants one answer to every problem. Simplicity. Yeah. But the reality is, and I just heard the psychologist talk about it today, humans aren't simple. We're complex. We We get interwoven into very simple things in a very complex way, right? Because we're the only animal so far that we know that can actually do that. Right, like use that sense as far as we know. I, I know whales and, and shit are really yeah, yeah. and octopuses are super smart, but they're smart in other ways. I think, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and, and and for my money, I just think, what if we like we said earlier? What if we just started doing a little bit less? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit less, like a little fewer children. You don't have to put laws on it, but if humans just were responsible, right? Like when we said, you know what? Instead of having the, the three kids and the picket fence and all that, what if we just had two kids? Yeah. Imagine if everyone who thought they were going to have three kids decided to only have two. The world would not be overpopulated, yeah. right? Or if those who said, we're going to have two kids, instead, we're just going to have one, yeah. right? Or people like myself who decide, I will have none. <laughs> <laughs> I will take zero, please, for the yeah. answer, yeah. Yeah, but, our uh, our society would be. He's not having any. I'll take his too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's right. exactly what it is. I'll that's have right. four. That's right. I'll have four instead of two now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So how do we? What do you guys think about that? Like, what are we well, supposed to do? I think consumerism and things like that, like the the, the greed factor in in our society, is mm. insane levels. 
I mean, just the billionaires out there that have such massive amounts of money that do nothing with mm-hmm. it. Like, it, it's just crazy. And, you know, like you look at Christmas and stuff, it's just consumerism. Like, mm-hmm. Black Friday sales, all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, do we really need seven TVs in our house? You know, like, I remember the last time the cable guy came to our house and uh, he couldn't believe we had one TV. Yeah. He's like, most people have like at least three to five TVs. Yeah, at least one in the bedroom or something. One in each bedroom, one in the kitchen, one in the living room. I'm like, how do you watch that much TV? Yeah. Like, And who fucking watches TV in the the kitchen? Well, yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, unless you're cooking or something like that, I guess. Yeah, I guess I could see. But I mean, it's like, holy crap. Like, yeah. I don't know. So it's just consumerism. And then you got to replace those TVs every two years because, mm-hmm. you know, there's something new and better and it's always new and better. And yeah. So there's just a lot of that greed factor, I think. And yeah. I don't know how you get rid of that. Yeah. And I don't either. I don't know the solution. I think, I don't know, for my money, what works in my life, and I'm not trying to tell people how to do their thing, but what works for me is just going like one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like trying to, when I don't do that, I get fucked up. Right. Like yeah. one thing at a time. Okay. So all kinds of things need to happen. Right. So what if we just started doing one thing at a time? Yeah. You know, like taking it easy, not blaming everybody for everything because it ain't anybody's fault. Like we are where we are because of progress, right? Yeah. And that progress comes at a price like we always knew. But since the Industrial Revolution, we haven't had like a chance to slow down. Everything has been go, 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 right? And and so, I don't know. Do you think guys think we'll slow down? No, 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 yeah, no, no, that, that train is on the track now and it's full speed ahead. Yeah. That's my, that's my opinion too. I think it's just going too fast. Oh, it's out of control. Yeah. It's out of control. I, I, I think that's a great segue into the AI mm. conversation about, that's funny. I was just know, thinking about that progress and yeah, how yeah. things are evolving and, you know, Things are becoming super technologically advanced for the benefit of mankind. It's going to make our life better. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hell, was it back in the 40s and 50s? And yeah, you know what? The latest refrigerator and the mm-hmm. kitchen gadgets, you know, yeah. this mix master will make your wife's life better. Back then it was. And it was true. You know, mostly directed to. To the females of the house, this yeah. Electrolux vacuum cleaner will help your wife clean the house at a yeah, at an alarming absolutely. rate. So when you get home, she has your martini waiting for you. <laughs> That's right, the martini. <laughs> you know, I mean, but if you look at that time compared to now, you know, I'm I don't I am certainly not a technical person. Mm. I am inept when it comes to that kind of stuff. Me too. But I see advertisements and, you know, now you can call Google from your car as you're driving home to turn your lights on, to set your thermostat to a specific temperature of your house and get dinner going. Mm -hmm. So by the time you arrive at your home, everything is already waiting for you to go. Look how easy our life is now. Has our life actually become easier? Yeah. It has, but it's become easier with cost, right? Well, you know what? I, you have probably seen the movie Wall-E. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what? That was the perfect representation 
of what society oh, totally. is coming to. If Absolutely. you haven't seen the movie Wall-E, mm-hmm. the Disney movie, have you seen it? I haven't it? seen it, no. no. You should. It, it's a kid's Don't movie by Disney. Don't shit on me. Shit, <laughs> <you>. shit all <laughs> over you. That is the perfect representation mm. of what our society is heading towards. Yeah. And at the end of it, the earth is, basically it's one gigantic landfill. Mm-hmm. The entire earth. And they've repopulated the earth on this magnificent spaceship where everything is automatic and done for you. Mm -hmm. And every single person on that spaceship floats around in automatic chairs. They're all morbidly obese because they do nothing for themselves Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, they don't even walk. They can't even walk. No, they just just sit in a chair and they move around in these chairs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and AI does everything for you. Yeah. Yeah, takes care of every need. So you have to do nothing. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's a, it's actually quite a chilling reflection mm-hmm. of what our society is headed towards. Yeah, sounds and it's like scary. It. Yeah, sounds like it. Which is and it's surprising that it's Disney too, or Disney yeah, Pixar or whatever. I'm Disney not surprised Pixar. by them anymore at all. <laughs> well, and you know the yeah. the the funny thing about that, the irony is Those rascals. Disney Pixar makes this movie about commercialism and how. <laughs> Yeah. All this stuff is <laughs> turning our planet into a landfill. Yeah. Yet, yeah. they sell millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of little plastic toys and oh, t-shirts God. and yeah, kids absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Which is perpetuating the whole thing that they're trying to say is our our planet is becoming a giant shithole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This that like that is one of the things. Not the specifics about that, but that is exactly one of the things that connects to. The other part of humans where we, um, shit, fuck man, poor brain. I can't remember what I was going to say now. Poor brain. Yeah. Poor brain. (laughs) Man, I gave it a beating. Well, it's funny because (laughs) as I say that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh God, I hope big brother isn't listening to this (laughs) because, you know, if I ever want to go to Disney, they're going to have me flagged and they're going to have my facial recognition. And there's a guy that badmouthed Wally. You're not allowed in Disney. Get out. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because, hell, Google is spying on people in their homes and transmitting advertisements to their to their smartphones because from their brain, the, the Google has yeah. overheard what they want or talked about. And there is no privacy left in life. So that that's a, that's another subject for me altogether. That spying, right? Like that that digital spying. Did you you saw the Snowden interview yeah, yeah. with Joe Rogan? If yeah. you get a chance on YouTube, look up the Joe Rogan with uh, Edward Snowden interview. He finally gets an interview with Snowden, who was the whistleblower down yeah. in the states. Yeah. Right? And I got to be honest with you, like I I don't know how I feel about whistleblowing in general. Like I have. I'm probably of two minds about it because the truth is some things need to be talked about. And when things are bad enough, you got to do something about it. Right. Like, but I don't know the details of what happened with him or, or before that or anything. All I'm saying is, is that when I heard about all that stuff, mm-hmm. it changes things for you. You, I realized that I am, I have gradually um, tried to not type in my thing with my camera not covered. Right. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. kind of like trying to do stuff to just kind of combat that. Yeah. Like on my laptop at home, Heather put a sticker over the um, camera. The camera. Yeah. Because they can access the camera when you're on. Super easy. Yeah, yeah and yeah. apparently super easy. Like, 
And not you, not for guys like us three, maybe, maybe no, you, no, but I, mean, I, I have but. no idea how that happens, how that can happen, but people can do it remotely. Like, and, oh, yeah, all the time. and this is, this is the AI conversation, right? Is because eventually right now it's augmented. It's helping humans do these things, but also there's bots online for sure that also follow algorithms, which is already maybe, and I, I'm not an expert, but the truth is I've heard many experts on both sides talk about how scary AI is, but also how exciting it is, right? Because it is, it's exciting. Like, Well, you know what, I, I think about it and I think the, the way that Eckhart Tolle described it mm. was perfect. It was technology in the pursuit of madness. Mm. Have, have we really done something to benefit mankind mm -hmm. as a result of technology? Mm. Or... Have we just given all of the monkeys a shiny new yeah. toy to play with? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, hell, if you're going to come up with nanotechnology that can cure cancer, that can maybe mm -hmm. cure MS or, or relieve the symptoms of a severe stroke, great. You know what? Right on. Mm -hmm. I'm for that. But if that technology, uh, you know, and I think that we as humans have this tendency to be super selfish, mm. right? And take that technology and turn it into a money-making industry, mm. right? I don't see, but again, I, I don't have the opportunity, but I don't see that benefiting all of this technology. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, has it really? I mean, with the, the invention of MRIs and stuff like that, yeah. Okay, yep. great. You know, that kind of technology is benefiting people, mm -hmm. right? But has there been that radical breakthrough? Mm -hmm. With all of this technology that we have, with all of this immense um, ingenuity that people are, are trying to develop, mm -hmm. have you guys seen that breakthrough technology that says, you know what, this is going to benefit mankind like nothing else in the history of our existence. Mm. Some some variations that think that seem positive, but if if for me if you take if you take out of it that they might not be necessary, then they're not positive, because some of the things that we're like we're discussing are the things that make life easier, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm using quotation marks because not necessarily better, right? Yeah. Because there's a difference between is it better or is it just easier. And I think what you're talking about with the movie Wall-E, even though I haven't seen it, it sounds like it's it's easier life, but not better, right? Because there's Absolutely. a trade-off, right? But better is what we're told is better. Yeah, and that's right. another thing. Yeah, this is better for you. Yeah, listen, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. this is better for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, it must be then if you say so. Totally. Like if because we're already driving cars. Everyone says, well, a Tesla, the self-driving car, and they are all over the States already. So they have these self-driving cars. Is that better or is that just easier? You know, I don't know. I, I think it's maybe the conspiracy theorist in me that how come we can't cure a cold? Yeah. How can, you know, we've basically found either a vaccination mm -hmm. or a cure for a number of diseases that used to kill us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Polio, um, measles, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. we, we have preventative measures in place. Yeah. 
cancer. You trying to tell me that we can't cure cancer? Mm, that's a hard one, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I I have a feeling that somewhere somebody is saying, "Why? Whoa, 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 whoa slow down!" Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. when the when the guy runs in and says, "I found yeah. it. I got mm-hmm. it. Here's the cure." Yeah. I'll tell you what. Why don't you just keep that quiet for a little while? Because mm-hmm. man, are we making a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Well, it's an industry. I mean, there's yeah. thousands of people employed in the cancer, you know, I, research yeah. industry. Yeah. But I always think that like everything is it. We're we're weird in that we'll come up with something that will benefit people, but we'll find a way to, like you said, turn it into profit, but then also use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can come up with a technology that, hell, you could come up with something that would help somebody regrow a limb. Mm-hmm. But then we'd find a way to make it either profitable and then turn it into a weapon where, well, if we reverse it, we could disintegrate people, our, our enemies mm-hmm. of the state. So it's, yeah. it's like this, you're always walking that double-edged sword and you're kind of always falling on it. Because it's like, you know, when they were inventing nuclear Right and technology, mm-hmm. they thought this is going to be great. It'll, it, it's an energy source that's never ending, kind of thing, right? Like phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. let's make but it a bomb. Let's make it a bomb. Yeah, and you know, I mean, everybody's well aware the guy who invented it was like, you know, that he was it killed him to see what they turned it into. Yeah, yeah. was it Oppenheimer? Yeah, Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, but everything is like that. We take everything like cell phones. Mm-hmm. I love my cell phone because I want to find a movie. I want to look up something. I want to look at a review before I buy something. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal technology, but now we've we're going to weaponize it and track everything everybody says mm-hmm. and look for certain words like you know terrorist bomb this mm-hmm. that the other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then of course it's profitable industry as well. Yeah, but it's just like we we have to we can't just do something for the good of it. We got to find a way to take the good, mm-hmm. turn it into profit, and also make it something bad. Yeah. So so is that so would that be. Would that be something that we do, or is that just a natural byproduct of tech moving forward? I think it's our society. We've yeah. done that with everything. But did you know? we did we do it like on purpose, or like with the atom bomb? So I don't know the history fully, but oh, I know geez. parts of it. So when the atom bomb was created, and they discovered they could split the atom, right? Yeah. So was it simply was it purposeful to turn it into weaponize it, or was it simply a byproduct of figuring out the tech? See, I think you're getting into like the whole idea of like that colonialism and that things like that, like where our societies are founded on profit Mm -hmm. and war. Yeah. That's what they're founded on. Yeah. And so when we create something new, the first thing that most people think of is how do we make profit and how do we make it into something that goes to war? Yeah. You know, like uh, there's amazing technology that goes into all those fighter jets Mm -hmm. that I'm sure if we took the brilliant minds that are always creating new technology in the military world mm-hmm. let them loose on society mm-hmm. they can create phenomenal technology yeah. that would help millions of people with diseases with you know mm-hmm. fixing your back or something right yep. like doing surgeries so that they could do the most intricate detailed surgeries without mistakes and mm-hmm. things like that but then the opposite side of that is like no we're going to use it for war and profit because mm-hmm. that's how our society is founded yeah so it kind of gets into that like do we do that as humans? Well, no, I don't think we do, but I think our society is set up for that. Yeah, the people because that... we all need jobs, we all need money, and yeah. that's where I think this AI gets really scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look, there's a lot of AI in the oil sands. There's a lot of lost jobs. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's what's scary is what do you do as a human being if you have no, no job? Yeah. If AI takes over, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, what if there's AI police? Well, now you don't need to hire a thousand police officers. Mm-hmm. Well, what do those guys do? Yeah. You know, and for me, that's kind of the scary part is we're mm-hmm. not, we're not preparing for society where maybe we don't need money. Yeah. We don't need wealth. Mm-hmm. We don't need, because yeah. if, you know, like the Star Trek dream of like, you know, you can just have your tea made for you in the machine. And, <laughs> but that's really, that's where AI would take us yeah. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Is that we would have, it eliminates classism. It eliminates all these things, all this greed. Because you don't need it. But then in a bad way, you have the AI running satellites for cruise missiles. Or and, like and, the Terminator vision of yeah, AI. The ter- yeah, well, exactly. But we can't discount that. But there would right? be some people that would just yeah. absolutely want to create that war machine yeah. so they could make money not realizing that if we don't need money mm-hmm. we'd all be just as happy yeah you know yeah if we can so figure it's, out a way it's a tough thing like, yeah yeah that territorialism right it's mm-hmm. yeah. i have to protect what's mine yeah there may be no threat to somebody taking it mm-hmm. but i still believe that what's mine is mine yes. i have to protect what's mine mm-hmm. absolutely right Whatever that is, right? And if you look at military and, and I mean, not even as broad as military, just look at, like you said, people are living in in houses with 12-foot walls and, Mm -hmm. you know, secluded and that, there was a necessity for that. Mm -hmm. But there are those sectors that believe this is mine. Yeah. What's mine is mine, and I cannot let anybody come in and take it, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to, hell, you know what? I've got a billion dollars, and there are philanthropists out there yeah, that say, yeah, you sure. know what? Life has blessed me. Mm-hmm. Let me give it back to you. Yeah. On the flip side of that, nope, mine yeah. is mine. I don't care yeah. if you're homeless. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're starving. I don't care if you can't get an education. You can't have a piece of my mm-hmm. billion dollars or $15 billion or whatever yeah. it is because it's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, fellow human being, your life sucks. Mm-hmm. Mine's great, which works for me. Yeah. Good luck being you. <laughs> yeah. Mine's great, which works for me, and I don't care about you. Yeah. 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 That's it, right? Yeah. That the, the whole, like you said, AI protecting what's mine. Mm-hmm. Like, really, are the states in danger of being invaded? Is there a foreign yeah. army that's going to come in and take over the United States? Possibly China. That's what they're worried about. Yeah, they're definitely worried about China and Russia. I don't think that, I, I don't think a lot of countries like that though would wage war. Yeah, I mean the war we're looking at in the future is a technology exactly. war. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're going to jam all of your electronics. Yeah. Well, now we can take or which is know, the whole argument you know, against Yahweh, dude. I love Huawei. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome phones. He's got a, one of those phones. I know. He's I a Chinese spy is what he That's is. That's right. He's from China. He's a spy for China. Absolutely. That's the American they coming pay out. better, man. China. <laughs> Trump says, China. But then leading into that, like the AI thing. Okay. So we make life easier, but does that make people happier? That's just it. Like, so if you had time in the day, more time in the day. Would you spend it reflecting on life, creating art, doing something Mm -hmm. that makes you happy? Or would you spend it sucked into an argument on Twitter or whatever the new technology and social media is like? 
Because I find with a lot of people, that's what ends up happening. Is mm-hmm. They end up sucked in. They're not happier. Yeah. They have more time. They're just caught up. But yeah. they have more time in this. Yeah. They're not reading books. They're not, you know, yeah. writing stories. They're not doing mm-hmm. that stuff, right? So That's a good point. So if we're just like giving our, our lives away to it, then I think that's the yeah. that's when it becomes destructive, right? Yeah. Is when we can't go without it. Yeah. At all. Like we can't be disconnected from it. And I know you guys probably um sorry, I'm trying to burp. Um, you guys know people who are all in, right? Like mm-hmm. who can't get off, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And and I I know people who have struggled with it too, like where yeah. it just it it takes their life and puts it into a bad spot, almost like drinking or something. Like <laughs> totally. Put it this like, way. If I don't know how long ago, maybe let's say thirty years ago. Mm. Thirty years ago, would you have believed that video game addiction would be in the DSM? Nope. Would yeah, yeah an actual addiction yeah. to video games? Not a chance. I also wouldn't have believed you if you said you could make thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars playing video games online and letting people yeah. watch you. Right? Like yeah, I, have, I, I just would have thought yeah. you were totally off your map. Yeah. Well, that you know that <laughs> totally. That's the thing, right? Now that they fill stadiums. Is is that? Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> that's also artificial intelligence? Totally. Right. So of course it is. Has it made society better? I don't know. I guess that's really a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at society now, are we happier? Are we are we happier as a society? Yeah, because of it. I don't know. Yeah, and I think better is subjective too. Exactly. What is, what is better? Yeah. Exactly. Like better than our parents, better mm-hmm. than our grandparents. Well, then that would imply that their lives kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But they seemed kind of happy. Yeah. But they had to work hard on the farms or whatever, yeah. right? Like two, three generations ago. Mm-hmm. So our lives are better. But I think, you know, that's like, is it better or easier? You're kind of yeah. always like, well, what is better? What is... Well, I and doesn't know. doesn't every generation... Yeah, doesn't every generation go, oh, like, you poor archaic generation? Like, you know... Yeah, I think each generation thinks they have it harder than the one previous to them. Yeah. Totally. And, and it's really hard for us to do that, though, because we don't have a world war. Although sure. we're all from North America and we've been at war for 15 or 16 years. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like we, we have to be honest about that. When did the first Afghan, when did we first go into Afghanistan? 1992. Yeah. That was Iraq. <clears throat> but still. Did, but did we go to, and yeah. then there, the second time we went to Iraq, Afghanistan happened as well. Mm. Right. Yeah. So we've been, but we've been there steady for 15, I think, or 16 years. Don't yeah. quote me on that because I'm not sure. Uh, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So we've had our men and women at war for 15 years. And not not one of, well, nobody seems to fucking stop it, right? Like, And none of us like war. I, I probably believe that at this point in time in our history, it's probably a little necessary because we've put ourselves in this position where everyone's our fucking enemy. So, of course, when you have all these enemies out there, you need an army. And you need weapons, and you need to like modernize it, right? Um, so I don't know. I, every once in a while, it just occurs to me like how we haven't stopped. No, we just haven't, right? And I think we're a pretty kind country as far as countries go. Don't get me wrong; we have some serious shit that needs yeah, yeah. to be righted. But as far as countries go, 
We don't have like public executions. We don't do those kinds of things. We don't burn witches anymore. We don't burn witches anymore. Um, yeah, we don't. I know. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't here, as far as we know, right? Like, yeah, that's an interesting point. Is how would we ever really know? Because I imagine people who burn witches don't talk about it and post <laughs> videos. And <laughs> um, anyway, that like just as a human, like it's one of those things where. Like Justin Trudeau, this is what I'm getting at, is that he gets reelected after he's basically found guilty for all intents and purposes of what, you know, what they claimed he did. Of right? corruption. And so as a country, are we really that fucked up that we're just going to sit back and then vote for the dude again? Like, I don't get Apparently. that. I don't get it, man. Like, See, I didn't vote for him, so I don't know. Like, That's the thing that gets me, though, is a lot of this stuff, it's like, oh, he did that. Oh, my God. He's not the first ever to do it. Every I mean. prime minister is ever. And yeah. you, give, you give somebody an ounce of power, they will abuse the shit out of that mm-hmm. power. Like, I mean, there isn't a politician out there that has a little power that isn't abusing it right now. Yeah. So, yeah, he was the first one found guilty, but that's only because a woman stand up and said, fuck you, I'm going to the public. Yeah. And, but in. And now you can't hide. But, like, look at Harper. I mean, people went to jail for the Senate scandal and shit like that. They got all sorts of criminal charges there and fines. Look at our Alberta elections. They ran this common cause to over 200 grand in fines. But so who's the criminal? Mm-hmm. They all are. Like you get that... in there and you're totally exempt from a lot of laws. Mm-hmm. And basically, I mean, even if you are found guilty, let's face it, you're not really going to, you know, real bad jail. Yeah. You know, like if Jason Kenney was found guilty of election fraud, what would that mean? Oh, he's not going to be found. He's not going to go to jail. He won't. But if he was, what would that Is It be the same thing as Trudeau. Yeah. What does it mean if he's found guilty of corruption? Do you know what I'd like to see Nothing. as an answer to that? Is that they lose their fucking job and they don't yeah. get to have their pension forever, right? Because if yeah. you're found guilty of any sort of like whatever they judge it as, but this, is, this also then goes to how they judge it because yeah. those who are judging it are in it. So it's hard to have yeah. like a fair yeah. assessment of it, right? But at the least, they should lose their job, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, that's maybe not what you. The thing about that is, what's the lesser of two evils? But I yeah, think that's, that's how it. they get you back lose in. Your job, and there's going to be someone exactly like you, mm-hmm. exactly, just yeah. waiting to step into line, who yeah. will say, "I am different than this guy." I promise that I am going to make your life easier and better and we're going to do this and that and make extravagant promises. And then as soon as you buy into it, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, remember all that stuff I said? Yeah, that was all bunk. Yeah. Uh, It turns out I'm exactly like the guy that was here before. Mm -hmm. Only I've learned from his example of how not to get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I I don't know. I, I mean, how far back in politics do you have to go? Yeah. To find, to find somebody yeah. who actually did what was not in their own best interest. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, that is a, a human construct. Yeah. I'm going to do what's in my best interest. That's my survival mm-hmm. skill. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what serves me. Yeah. That's, that's the way our society functions. That's the way our culture is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everybody is like that. No, of and course thank not. God. Yeah, of course not. But I mean, the majority of people are. I need to protect myself. And I my need interest, to do what's yeah. in my best interests, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's just the way that it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's the whole the, he, the reason he did that was because he wants to get reelected. Mm-hmm. He wanted to keep that Quebec vote, right? He wanted to get mm-hmm. so it was self preservation. Yep. Yeah. So, and what's interesting about that is the you know Jody Wilson Raybould who brought this all out ran as an independent. She won, but now, like, so she stood up, did what was right, said he came out and said this is what's going on, did the right thing, but now in the media everything is she's being hard to work with, she's being a troublemaker. Um, she was, she had offices and the way new media was reporting it is she's refusing to leave, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is they didn't have rules yeah. in place to say she had to leave. So, cause nobody's ever been an independent before. Mm. So, so there's no rules for it. So, it, but it, we're not hearing that. So automatically yeah. the person that did the right thing yeah. is vilified. And what, who's even talking about Justin Trudeau now? He did blackface. He did the SNC Lavalin. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about her not leaving an office. How dare you? Because it's like, that distraction it's, noodle, it's, like exactly. you were saying. It's, the, it's the bait and switch. Yeah, it's the right? bait and switch. Yeah, it's, it's a bait and switch. Don't pay attention to what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. Look over here. Yeah. Look where I'm directing you. Exactly. Which Look brings at the us Twitter right back fight. to the yeah. point of, do we stand up for what's right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? When we were talking at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Do we stand up for what we believe in? Exactly. Or, and <clears throat> excuse me, and face the consequences mm-hmm. of our beliefs? Or do we just sit back and say, hey, you know what? This is between y'all. I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. You know? And I think because that's been I'm our not policy. Gonna, I'm not going to put yeah. my neck out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, the thing. And I think that's that answers the question as to how these people get reelected, how they stay mm-hmm. in office, is because, like, at some point in time, though, do you guys think that we'll, as a citizenry, like, come together and say, okay, you know what? You chumps, you are fucking done. Nope. See, and I think that I think that people forget that we have that power. We, well, we, That's what I think. Well, because that would take a lot of work, and it's not going to yeah. happen in one shot. It's not going to so happen like, in like, one just shot. Just like the civil rights movement. That yeah. wasn't one event. No. It wasn't even one year. No. <clears throat> God, it no. was a um, hundred small events that triggered changes. Over hundreds of years. Yeah. like yeah. It, So it was, and that's what you're facing. And for yeah. a lot of people, that's just... Eh. You know what? I go to work. I come home. I pay my bills. I keep mm. the heat on. Exactly. This is like I don't have time to go fight wars with yeah. the government. And so I think a lot of people just like you know what? I don't have time for that shit. I mean they they yeah. barely have time to go vote. Yeah. According to them, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it's tough to get people motivated when guys like Justin Trudeau was going to be the next big change. Mm. And then what is he? Kind of more of the same. Dude, more of you the know, same. Except even, he brought Barack legal Obama. Dope. He was he was the big hope. <laughs> Yeah, his first election, but it was kind of more of the same, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah, it changed a few things here. But mm-hmm. Can you really say like the people in Flint, Michigan, got new pipes? Oh. That was on his watch. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was mostly yeah. black people that were affected by that. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't he the hero? Mm-hmm. You know, like so, like these guys get into this power, they water down, and they yeah. get into the system, and it's just like, well, for them, it's easier just to go with the flow. Yeah. You know. So I'm just going to remind us. for Jody exactly. Wilson Rabel yeah. to go with the flow. Yeah. I mean, she could probably be deputy prime minister right now. Yeah. Her life would have been easy street if she had just kept her mouth shut. Yeah. So, and look yep. what happens when you open your mouth. And look that, at Edward Snowden. Yeah. Yep. So, do you want to be the next person that gets. But, dude, for, for sure. Why not? Like, I mean, like, at the same, if, especially if it's for something that you believe in. Right. right? I just want to remind us all that we have the power. We should we choose to like acknowledge it and, and embrace it and come together like and, and we know that it's possible now. 
with like the internet and the connection that we all have to one another and sure. how, how we can see the whole world now, right? Yeah. Whereas years ago, we couldn't. We could just see little bits of the world when we were there or read the papers or whatever. But now we can see the whole world almost every day, right, right. if we want to. I just hope one day we come and we realize how much power we have, that yeah. we've been giving it away, giving it away to people who just don't give a shit, right? Mm -hmm. And we've been doing it longer than I've been around, longer than we've been around, and I know this isn't a new thing, right? Like crooked politicians, I get it. But you know one of the things that bugs me uh, is that we're up here in Canada and we, we have people who will focus on Trump Totally. But who completely forget that we have a crook yeah. in office. Crooks. Like we have crooks. Yeah, crooks. We, ha <laughs> we have crooks in office. But yet, no, you know what? Like John said, we're going to focus on the Twitter war between Greta yeah, and Trump. Totally. Who gives a snot about Trump? Well, and who cares I mean, about I understand. Twitter? He, I under yeah, Twitter. Fuck, who cares? You got but, some <laughs> statement out on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. That well, didn't change the world. You know why? Because that's what people want to see. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it. they want to see. They want to sit back and witness the world falling apart. Mm -hmm. They want to, They want to be a spectator mm -hmm. in the downfall of everything. Not that's, realizing it's going to impact. Them. And that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> as this is happening, it's being shown on the news. You know, look at this. This is this is happening. Mm -hmm. Everybody pay attention. Now, to a commercial break, mm -hmm. Huawei cell phones are the best phones. Yeah. As people are sitting there going, ooh, I need the new Huawei cell phone. Yeah, yeah Darcy. I'm going to run out and buy one, as an example, <laughs> yeah. right? Or That's a good example. Whatever though. it is. We have a communist sitting amongst us. We're, that's yeah. a good example. You know, but that's the thing. called that a time or two. <laughs> right? I mean, we get sucked into this. We get sucked into this, mm -hmm. this, this void of... As you're watching the plane go down, mm -hmm. you can't turn away from it. Yeah. Look at that. That is really something else. That plane is going right into that mountain. And then immediately we switch it over to, you need this product because mm -hmm. it'll make your life better. Yeah. It'll make your life easier. It will improve your quality of life. Mm -hmm. And as you're sitting there going, hmm, well, I must need that because the TV said so. Yeah. I better run right out and buy me one of them. <laughs> yeah. Right like now, that. back to that plane crash. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it, it's just ridiculous how. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate to say it this way, but society will just eat anything that's spoon fed to them. Yeah, totally. That's what we've gotten to, right? Well, and, and does any of this create more happiness? So we got all this technology mm -hmm. now. We got access to the world of information, more mm -hmm. information than you could possibly fathom oh. than we've ever had in history. Too much. In your fingertips, literally, in your pocket. Yeah. 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 It, but yet, to me, it seems like people are less and less happy, mm. less and less connected to community. More stressed. I heard a thing the other day that they did a study back in the you know, 50s, 60s, where it was like, how many really close friends do you have? Mm -hmm. And I think it was like a thousand people they asked. And then the average was three or something, three or four. And then they did that study a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And they asked a thousand people. Now we're talking North America here. So yeah. US, I think. And people were like, well, it was either zero or one. Really? So if you feel completely disconnected like that, yeah. you're not going to be happy. Yeah. We're a social animal. Yeah. So it's like all this technology is great. All the Twitter stuff, that's fun to do mm -hmm. every once in a while. But I think people are starting to lose connection with each other. Mm -hmm. There's less and less happiness. I mean, 
on average, the people I interact with are not very happy. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got something. Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's just right into the bitching about government about, you know, whatever technology about life in general. Mm -hmm. So it's like, has it really, like you said earlier, like made anything better? Has it made people happier? That's the question. You know, we have, I mean, have suicide rates dropped, have murder rates dropped, domestic violence rates dropped. Have, have any of these stats dropped? Well, some stats have dropped, right? Some. Not those, not particularly those ones, but like I, I just kind of, um, I was thinking of what Steven Pinker wrote in Enlightenment Now, right? And he, he's talking, that Enlightenment is about looking at things the way they actually are, from the book anyway. Yeah. Look, I am not an expert, but I'm simply passing on this, that some of the stats actually show improvement, right? Sure, I'm sure like, they do. Like, we haven't had a world war. We have, you know what I mean? Since... Yeah. And, and some of these things, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean it's better overall, because obviously what you're talking about, what I've noticed, people are way more stressed than I've ever noticed. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. stressed about fucking everything, right? Myself included, right? When things come up, you get stressed. Yeah. Uh, but overall, we haven't had world wars. We don't, the, the trouble is, is that now we can see what we couldn't see 20 years ago, Right. Like yeah. you and I, we could all just sit here and we could watch something from China. Yeah. Maybe not China because they're still kind of blocking. Well, I'm sure you could. You can watch stuff from China. You can watch stuff from India. You can see you news can, all over the globe. You can see news everywhere. And I think that's leading and ca- part of the, maybe not causing, but correlated to, ca- to um, add to the stress. For sure. Because it's not like, I don't know about you guys and I won't speak for you, but it's not like once I'm watching a news show about some disaster, Right. I don't forget about that when I walk away. Right. Like that news show with the disasters in it is in my brain now. So now I'm walking around and I've always kind of dabbled with the idea that this might happen. I don't know. I'm not a neurologist or anything like that. But the idea that you're carrying around all this stuff, this information that people are dying, that people are hurting, people are lost, people are scared. How is that supposed to hit our brain? Especially yeah. if we do feel some connection to other humans, yeah. right? And I'm one of those people. I am connected to humans. Yeah. My life is not the same without them, right? Um, but yeah, like I just don't, I don't understand that. I guess as a society, are we really happier? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. No. I, I I would say no. Yeah, I would say no because yeah. let me ask you this: If something were to happen in an emergency situation. And, I mean, for you, say it's Floyd. Mm-hmm. For you, Sam. Mm. Do you know your neighbors well enough to say, listen, I'm in a bind. Can you come over to my house? Yeah. I, I can honestly say that maybe I have one neighbor that would, that I, I would feel comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, you know what? I I'm fortunate because... I do have neighbors that I know. Mm-hmm. But if you think of the majority of population, yeah. the, the majority of, of people that live in major urban areas, yeah. how well do they know each other? How yeah. well do they know their neighbors? Yeah. And I think that's something that we've lost. You know, yeah. And I hate to say that, well, back in the day or when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what? But it's true. Yeah. When all of the neighborhood kids all knew each other. Mm-hmm. The parents all knew each other. Yeah, they sure. looked out for each other. Yep. If there was ever a problem, 
you could go to any single person's house mm. in that neighborhood and say, this has happened. Yeah. And that parent would be willing to step in right away For sure. and say, oh, my God, let me help you. Mm. Yeah. Do you think now that if one of our children, heaven forbid, went to some stranger's house and knocked on the door, that this person would say, oh, my God, let me help you? Mm. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But... In this in this era, not of, guaranteed. I drive home. I drive into my part of my garage. I close the door. Then I go into my house. I close the blinds. I don't know my neighbors. I don't want to know my neighbors. I just want to be by myself. Totally. You know. Oh, I I don't know who that guy lurking in that person's backyard is, but it's not really my business anyway because I don't want to get involved. Mm. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know that sense of community. Yeah. I think with the removal of these centers where neighbors all knew each other, mm-hmm. you know, condo buildings, apartment buildings, they're just conducive to isolation. They are. Yeah, they are. Right? I, I think that we're starting now to reintroduce community parks, mm-hmm. green spaces, those kind of areas where people can come together as a community. Yeah. But I, I think that the last couple of decades, we've we've declined in that feeling of neighborly friendliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you know your neighbor is Bob and his wife is Jane. And, yeah. you know, you know their kids. Absolutely. And if you see their kids doing something, you can come mm-hmm. out and say, hey, knock that shit off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not have to worry about you know, someone coming to your door and suing you for chastising their children. <laughs> yeah. Or later that night, them returning and destroying your vehicle. Yeah, 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 yeah right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, that that sense of community responsibility mm-hmm. has declined. Because, yeah. a- again, it's, it's not mine, so I don't care. As long as mine is okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care what happens to anybody else's. For sure. Right? Oh, man, it's a bummer that guy's house got mm-hmm. kicked in. Too bad. Glad it's not me. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to saying, that is ridiculous that mm-hmm. that happened in our neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we need to watch out for each other. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I think no. the, the only time where we, we really see that these days is when you have a massive, like when we had the floods. Mm-hmm. People were willing yeah. to help out. Yeah. Willing to, and you see that spirit and that camaraderie. Some kind of catastrophe. But then it's like, and, I, and this is where I think it, it comes back to technology again. It's like, it's, it's almost too easy to just sit in your house and you can video game for six mm-hmm. hours solid. You can be on your phone, your internet, all mm-hmm. this stuff. So you don't have to go outside. You can order, skip the dishes. You can, yeah. you know, you can do everything mm-hmm. without getting out of your pajamas in the day. Yeah. yeah. Live a life. I mean, you can even make money online. You don't ever have to leave your house to make money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not um, encouraging of that. And I think, and I think there's like I, I see a lot of people who live in fear of generally being out in public and what other people mm-hmm. are like. And uh, I mean, you ride the C train, and if you look at people's faces, when a guy like me comes on with the beard and everything, there's people that are like shuffling down, they're moving, mm-hmm. they're kind of they're afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, and so there's like there's the technology, there's fear, and then it's just like in society where you know don't talk to strangers, don't talk yeah. to their, don't talk to so we're just kind of taught like well, don't talk to anybody mm-hmm. yeah you know and then and then 
if you want community, it's like you find your little community. Yeah. So if you're of a certain ethnicity, maybe you find your community in that mm-hmm. ethnicity. Yeah. But you don't go talk to any of these other neighbors. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's it's really hard, and and I think it's like the Calgary Foundation. I think has some grants, like, or somebody has some grants for like five hundred bucks to do like, um, block party barbecue mm-hmm. type things. Yeah. And the city will even allow you to close the road down yeah. and, and be. Try to be community. And I think that's phenomenal, but I'm like, man, it's sad that we got to get nonprofits involved to get grants, to get people to do these mm-hmm. things. When before it was like, you know, if if somebody was having a hard time, well, we just all got together and brought them food and we all had a good time. Mm. And, you, you know, like... It, yeah. But it, here's here's a perfect example of of the, the state of society uh, as it is in communities. We got a basketball net for the kids, yeah. right? And I put the basketball net, like we live on a, a crescent and we live in the corner. So really there's restricted traffic. It's, it's not a busy street. It's not a main thoroughfare. Yeah. <clears throat> and our house is situated in, in the corner where it's out of the way. So the neighbor, a um, couple of doors down, his kids are growing up and he says, listen, I got this basketball net. My kids are growing up. They're not using it. And I'd like to give it to you guys. Mm. Wow. You know what? What a great. Thank you very much. Yeah. What a neighborly gesture. Mm. Hey, kids, look it. Look what Owen gave us. He gave us his basketball net. Right on. Put the basketball net out on the street. And the kids go, Dad, can you measure off a free throw line? Because we want to we wanna start practicing our three-point yeah, shots. Sure. Mm. Okay. I can do that. Click, click, click. Get the old interwebs there <laughs> thank god there's technology thank god. i find out the measurements of it i go out and i paint lines on the street for a three-point throw line yeah within i would say a week and a half the bylaw officers are knocking on my door yeah. somebody has complained that your basketball net is on the street yeah and they've complained that you've defaced this public street by putting a three-point line on there. Yeah. Now, we need you to move your basketball net up off the street. Okay. And we are, we're going to hire a crew to come by and remove the lines from the street that you painted yeah. at your expense. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And I said, so this was a public complaint. Somebody phoned down specifically to complain that my kids were playing basketball. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? This is one of those people that has nothing better to do but get online and bash people, yeah. the keyboard warrior. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is some bullshit. How dare those kids play basketball on the street? Mm-hmm. How dare that man deface public property yeah. so his kids can play basketball? Hey, you know what? My bad. I, I You know what? There was no malintent there. I didn't go out and graffiti swastikas and all sorts of bad things. I painted mm-hmm. three-point line. It was against the law. I, I did it. I went out and I scrubbed the lines off, mm-hmm. off the street. Yeah. But this is an indication. Like, this is the same thing as I don't want those kids playing street hockey because mm-hmm. it's disturbing me. Yeah. In reality, I don't really care if they play street hockey. Mm-hmm. I just need something to bitch about. Yeah. Totally. I just need something to be angry about. I need something to to complain about, and that's it. 
And in that complaining, in that anger, that makes me feel somehow justified. Yeah. Right? I feel shitty. Now I've made you feel shitty. Yeah. Or I believe that I've made you feel shitty. Well, and I think it's a power thing. Like, well, I had the power to make that guy go out there and scrub those lines mm-hmm. off. Look at what, ha I had that power. And it's like a power thing almost. You know? Yeah. And I find it interesting because things like that happen all the time. You, you see videos of this all, all over the internet of like mm-hmm. the youth are trying to do something, playing basketball, hockey, whatever it is. And, you know, I even seen one where they were shoveling sidewalks for free mm-hmm. and people were complaining. And right. The police had to come or something. Right. And they're like, really? Yeah. They're like, seriously, you're shoveling the walks for people. Yep. But it's like, like, and again, we go back to this Greta thing. What? what message does that send to youth when you go to play basketball and have fun and some adult calls and says, and then the police show up saying, oh, mm. I got a call. I got to stand here. And this is not the highlight of my day, but mm. I know I got to be an asshole now. Yep. Well, these kids are learning. Well, why go out in the street and play basketball? Mm. It's. I don't get complaints if I sit inside and play basketball on the, on the PS4. Yeah, exactly. Why would I go outside? Don't go thing. outside my, my yard. Because mm-hmm. if I step outside the yard, people complain. Some mm-hmm. people are just you know? not happy until they're not happy. Yeah. Right. And then and it's, it. it's our youth yeah. that all suffer this. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, we had a lot of the neighborhood kids coming oh, up sure. and playing shooting hoops. Absolutely. Right? And some of the parents. <laughs> but again, because somebody felt the need... To stand up, uh, you know, I don't want to see stand up for what they believed in because I don't know, maybe it was, but I don't think that had anything know, to do with beliefs, you know, and that's the yeah. thing, right? Because it's just, and yeah. that's it, right? And I need to be miserable, but to make someone else feel that makes me feel better, yeah, somehow. Yeah. Well, and that's, that goes into are we happy as a society? Because mm-hmm. if you're that miserable that somebody else, some kids playing and having fun means you're going to call somebody to make sure mm-hmm. they can't have fun anymore. Because that somehow makes you feel validated. The, you're miserable and they're miserable now. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to be miserable. Well, what kind of society is that, right? And that's, you know what, mm-hmm. and that's, and it's funny how that spreads, right? It's like that pictorial image of the guy that has a bad day at work. I, mm-hmm. I think you and I were talking about this, weren't we? Mm-hmm. The guy has a bad day at work. He gets reamed out by his boss. Yeah. He goes home. He yells at his wife. The wife yells at the kid. The kid kicks the dog. Right? right? It, yeah. it just it just perpetuates. That negativity yep. just perpetuates. And it grows. And I think that we've we've kind of gone to that point as a society where that negativity, mm-hmm. because of our influence by internet and the desensitization of, mm-hmm. of things we we are exposed to. Yeah. That negativity just becomes part of who we are. Yeah. It becomes part of our culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, when you talk about suicide rates and, and levels of depression and that kind of stuff, then, yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious that this was going to happen with that that communal negativity, that communal dissatisfaction mm-hmm. in life. You know, it's, yeah. but how do we, how do we do that? Is it, is it having those block parties to get to know your neighbor party? Yeah. Right. Or is it, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I, I think it could start with something as simple as, and, I, and this is something I'm guilty of not doing, 
but it could start with something as simple as just saying hi to your neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just like talking to them. And I don't do that. So let me be clear on that. I'm not the most social animal, but I do see the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. And I can see it when I do it. I can see how impactful it is almost right away. Right. Like to the point where it's like, oh, well, that that person's not so bad. Right. It's like, really funny about really that simple is, stuff. Like you said, that that just saying hi. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why it just sprung into my head that as as people in recovery, our 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 go-to response is to isolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So to not be around people, mm-hmm. to not talk to people, to to isolate, to wall myself off from any sort of interaction. But where do we thrive? Where do we get the most healing? When we're interacting at meetings, mm-hmm. at services, mm-hmm. is where we find that healing. Yeah. You know, if it works for us, who are naturally isolators, averse yeah. to talking with people in any sort of form. We're kind of at certain points adverse to people. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But You're right. put an alcoholic into a room mm-hmm. and hey, there's no problem in sharing. Yeah. Right. There's no problem in, in talking and, and relating to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the spirit of community. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a very condensed spirit of community in those rooms. Yeah. Like very much so. Yeah. And you even know there's an extended part of, of um, connection because you're a part of a group that's worldwide, right? Right. And so I think that does. I think you're right. It lends that not only does it keep us from isolating because we can't do that, right? Like we know that if we do that too long, um, we will destroy ourselves, right? Yep. Most likely, right? I mean, there's obviously anomalies to that, but. In general, the the yeah. outcome of isolation for uh, for lots for people who shouldn't isolate, whatever the reason, is like our demise. Basically, I think that's for, that way for anybody. Yeah, I, and I would you I would attest to that too. And you're just yeah. going to become miserable. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's good for maybe a day. Yeah, every once in a while, you just need to recharge. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a difference between recharging and isolating. Like totally. That. Yeah, when you're trying to avoid mm-hmm. the world, I mean, yeah. that, and a lot of people do that. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, and I, I know that's that's like it's not just it's not just addicts and alcoholics. Or but that's with, a good example. Yeah, yeah, that's just a very acute example, right? Because I know every, most of the humans I know, with all the humans I know, like yeah. these these issues are not just like for some humans and not for other humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's people who acknowledge it and people who don't. Yeah, it's like most other issues. Um, speaking of that, you guys, do we beat the dead horse with AI? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You guys feel like talking about something a little bit sure. more upbeat? Like, oh, sure. Like, um, like depression. depression. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm really yeah. glad we saved this till the end <laughs> so we can all leave here and Let's go leave cry. Let's leave it a bright <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, I, I think it's kind I think it can be kind of a bright note, right? Like one of the things I realized um, over the last couple of weeks, so uh, we're talking about depression. Might as well. Okay. Since, since Let's we, do it. Since we're here, and absolutely, and it's now this is going to seem very self-serving because I, I think that all three of us have some sort of idea of depression, have For experienced sure. symptoms yeah. of it probably, and yep. may even have it full-blown, um, which is what's developing for me. And uh, so, as a guy, it's really hard to ask for help. Uh, so I've been fighting my depression for a couple of weeks, and 
but like like last Sunday, I had a public meltdown um, where I I said things to other humans that I don't normally say, that I don't even think about saying. So I'll be clear on that because this was out of character enough for, even for myself um, that when the event was over, uh, I was very close to suicide and for the first time had to reach out, first time in a long while, I had to reach out to a support system. Um, and this is because I have depression. Now, I know there's a difference, just so like we're all talking about the same thing. Depression is not being sad, right? It's Correct. not... Yeah. Depression it's not a is, bad day. No. It's not a bad day. It's not being down for a bit. Um, that's not depression, right? Now, you might feel some of those symptoms of it yeah. w- when you have depression. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting they're totally separate. Um, but that's not entirely what it is, right? Like, it's not just being sad. Uh, there's anxiety that comes with my depression. And again, I'm just talking about my own. I'm not going to speak for other people's experience. Uh, but when I feel that way, I can't stop it. And uh, so what happened was I was outside of myself. I was not in control of my brain. Like, I just wasn't. And I'm just being honest with you guys. I, I wasn't in control of it. Um, and nothing was wrong. Like, nothing bad had happened. Matter of fact, the night before we had just a wonderful, like, service here and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so the actual reaction on the ne- the following day for me was not only a little bit shocking, Right, because I was coming from such an, a place of love and, and light, right, which we had the service on the Saturday night. Um, but of course, I, I forgot about a couple of things from that. First of all, that brought up grief, that service. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't thinking about that, right? I was right. thinking, no, it was really good. But what it also brought up was the people that I've lost, right. you know, and, and some of the pain associated with that. I just wasn't paying attention, right? So and when I'm not paying attention, that's when the symptoms get me, right? And it, um, I'm not justifying what I did. There's no justification for it. Because honestly, if there's people out there that hear this and happen to be at the place where it happened, um, by all means, like, you'll have a different take on it, and that's cool. I am not in any way justifying it. What I'm trying to do is understand it. And I'm trying to help others understand, if it's possible, um, that sometimes incredible mood swings come with depression right oh, yeah. like like incredible mood swings that um usually i'm able to manage uh with the medication that i'm on my doctor uh, and so and and also like this all coincides similar times about three months two months ago two months ago doctor and i agreed we were going to start up in my meds like what the dose uh just because um th- things were were deteriorating Right. Like I could feel it. I could feel that, that there's something that's not right. And it's beyond me. Like it's beyond me. Um, so I don't know what your guys' like thoughts are on on depression. But one thing that I did realize on that Sunday uh, was. I don't talk about it enough in a in a way that it might be helpful. Right. I probably just don't talk about it enough. Like it's one of those things because, like I think you and I were talking about it when I when I met with you mm-hmm. the day after, um, but it's kind of like how much is too much to talk about it, yeah. and how little is too little to talk about it. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to be one of those people that goes from the extreme to the extreme to the extreme. Right. Like I really genuinely want to find a middle ground for it, so that first of all, obviously, I don't forget and I don't pretend that I'm okay. 
right? Like, because I can get in the habit of doing that because we're good actors, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm a good actor, like John's a good actor, like Darcy's a good actor. Whenever we need to hide something, most humans are pretty good at it, yep. especially if it's something we've had to hide for a while, Yeah. right? When I say good at it, I mean bad at it because the better I am at hiding it, the more destructive it becomes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so, and I, <clears throat> so anyway, I was talking to my little brother. He was, he was asking me about, about what happens and, and stuff. Um, and I just said, you know, like, honestly, I think I said this out loud. I, I want to make sure I might not have, but we were just talking about it. And I, I said, it's every day. Like, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like it's every day. There's, there's a connection to it every day. Like mm -hmm. where, um, for the longest time I'll, I'll go, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll, I'll, I'll hear a voice in my head say, you should probably end your life. You're fucking useless. Like almost every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I haven't had a day where I haven't thought of suicide. Probably I've had lots of good days. That doesn't mean I don't have good days. Right. And people who don't have depression might not kind of understand that I have good days, but those days still include depression. Right. And it's hard to pass that on because I don't want to say, oh, like, poor me either, because that's not what it is. It's simply trying to understand and reteach myself the truth of this illness as opposed to the bullshit I've told myself mm -hmm. when I was growing up and drinking and using to get rid of the symptoms, right? Um, so anyway, I, I just, I'm at this place, and this is one of the reasons why I want to talk about it with you guys, because I, I respect you. Um, what is too much talk? What's not enough talk? Like, what kind of talk do we need to have? And not just as men, but as humans, right? You know, mm -hmm. granted, we are three men. And, and it is difficult for me as a human man to identify my feelings, let alone share them, mm -hmm. right? Even after 15 yeah. years plus in sobriety, right? Like, I, can, I still have to pause before I answer Heather because I'm like, I have no idea how I feel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you guys think? I babbled way too long. Well, I, you know, it, it's funny because I was talking about this with my wife. We're doing the Wellbriety program. Mm -hmm. And part of that is that we, you know, you sit in a, it's, it's all about being in a circle. So you sit in a circle and you share. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, and that's part of indigenous culture. You're always, there's like sharing circles everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Circles are important. I have such a hard time with them. Because I don't share. Like for my wife to hear how I'm feeling is like, whoa, what? That's a weird day today. <laughs> you know, like she'll ask me like, are you everything cool? I'm like, fine, it's fine. Yeah. I'll be slamming <laughs> shit down. On the I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not angry at all. <laughs> so it's, but so I go to these things and it's, it's brutal mm. for me. Like I try to sit there and think, okay, what's something I can share with them? And I try to share the most, usually I try to share the most like, nothingness mm -hmm. it's just the most you know touch on stuff and yeah well they said that okay it's getting to me okay i'll just share this well and i'm on <laughs> move on yeah. to the next guy yeah. but what i'm finding with that is i'm trying like i'll it's weird because i'll think be thinking of something when i'm driving and then the night we watch the video there's mm -hmm. something in the video triggers that same thought i had earlier in the week mm -hmm. and then i start sharing that and it's been really weird mm -hmm. like to actually share my thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. in a room full of people i don't really know Mm -hmm. And especially a room full of men, because mm -hmm. you know, for those who don't know, that we do men's night and a women's night. Yeah. So that's really, really weird for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'd love to give you some great advice, but I'm like, how much is too much? In my, in like, in my brain, it's all of it. <laughs> 
all of it's too That's much. kind of what goes on in my brain too, though. But I <laughs> it's know, a fair question. I know that you have to talk about things. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it. Yep. But it's like, okay, well, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Great. What do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about? Because then we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's hard for me. I don't know whether mm-hmm. where that line is. Yeah. I don't, like, know, I don't know about you, but uh, you know what I. This topic is really good, and I, I, I was talking with my wife about it, mm. and I said, you know, I really felt what David was talking about, mm. and it hurt my heart. Mm. It, it hurt me, mm-hmm. right? Because really, to, to see someone that I care about so much in that amount of pain, mm. it, it caused me to, to feel that pain. Mm. Right. And like it's it's choking me up now mm-hmm. to to think about yeah. it because and I and again, this is not a gender issue. It, it has nothing to do with masculinity or femininity or men or women. I just think my opinion is as men, we have more of a difficult time relaying our emotions mm-hmm. to each other. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I've found that what's shareable is bearable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that my depression, and, the, and I think the reason why it hurts me so much to see you in that amount of pain mm-hmm. is because I know that pain. Mm-hmm. And unless you walk through that fire, mm-hmm. people don't understand. Yeah. Right, it's the whole. Oh yeah, you know, you know, just turn your frown upside down and fuck. You know that kind of. Just be happy. Just be happy, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just be get happy, stupid. You right? know, that's the thing, right? <laughs> you know, oh, this will turn into something. Just stop yeah. thinking negative. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Be positive. Yeah. What's your problem? Well, you know, the thing is, is that when you have that level of depression. And the way that I described it is, and I don't, I, I mean, being from California, you know what riptides are, mm-hmm. right? What rip currents are. And I have been caught in a riptide mm. in Mexico. And the. That's scary shit. Well, and that's, it is scary yeah. shit because I wasn't that far from shore. Yeah. And as I was standing on the beach, all of a sudden, the floor dropped out from under me, mm-hmm. and I was sucked out to sea. Yeah. And I literally thought I was going to die. Yeah. Because the harder I fought against it, the worse it got. Yeah. And that's what my depression is like. Yeah. You know, it, it's the floor drops out, mm-hmm. I'm sucked out, and now I am fighting for my life. Yeah. And uh, to go through that alone is really scary mm-hmm. that to go through that the battle with depression is really scary mm-hmm. and to talk about how much is too much and how much is not enough i think is a, a very personal choice mm-hmm. it's a very personal issue as to how much you're willing to reveal yeah um but i, I you know aside from that is having someone in your life that you trust enough to say, listen, I am, I am in a bad way. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. Yeah. 
I, you know what? I may not be able to solve your problem for you. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, what I can do is I can come alongside of you and I can support you. Mm-hmm. I can't fix it. Yeah. But while you're hurting and limping, I can at least support you mm-hmm. and help you to walk. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what a lot of us fail to recognize is that mm-hmm. as men, it's okay mm-hmm. to reach out and say, I'm, I'm in a bad way. Yeah. I, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you get to that point, and I know exactly what you're talking about, to have that voice in your head that mm-hmm. says, you know what? You should probably just kill yourself. And it comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. What am I going to do tomorrow? i got to get some groceries, fill a car up, kill myself. What? Wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Did I just say yeah. kill myself? Yeah. Well, that's not right. Yeah, it's so strange, eh? Because sometimes it'll just pop in there, man, the weirdest times, right? Yeah. It'd be like sitting there having a conversation with, with anybody, really. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? When I leave here, I might kill myself. It's just the strangest... It's the strangest fucking thing that happens. And I know it's so hard to articulate because it feels like it's happening from somewhere else. It doesn't feel like it's happening to me. It feels, or happening in me, it feels like it's happening to me. Yeah. And it's such a strange, and don't get me wrong, I know there's things I do, I have to do to treat it. And this is, this is the idea is that I am responsible for the treatment, but not the illness, right? Like it's the same as alcoholism. I'm responsible for the treatment of it. I'm not responsible for having it, right? And, um, it's just such a hard, you know, on the, on the night of the, when I got close, close to suicide, uh, and it's so hard to fucking believe it was not even a week ago. Right. To be honest, like, cause when I was in the moment, it seemed to last forever. Right. Like it seemed to just last forever. Yeah. Um, and if Heather wasn't coming home, I would have called you probably, or you, or all of you, yeah, <laughs> like sure, I would have, like, I would have, if Heather wasn't coming home and say there was no Heather. That's mm-hmm. when you, you got it. Like, and then I did even reach out to the, the distress center that night. Um, it was helpful enough to get me off the train of thought, right? I remember thinking the day after, oh, I wasn't very helpful. But the reality is I'm alive. So it was pretty fucking helpful because I was close, right? Like I, I, and I don't normally tell people that, but um, the reality is everything that happened since then has been to get further away, yeah. right? Again, um, the thoughts are there, but the idea is not there. And that's the difference, right? That thinking about it. Um, yeah, and this is another reason why I don't like regularly talk about it, I guess, is because it's depressing, right? Yeah. And for, for like <laughs> it is. Enough. Oddly enough, it causes depression in and of itself. It'll bring a room down. Yeah, it'll totally bring a room down, right? <laughs> but, but the idea is thinking about it's not the same as thinking about it. Right. Like when Mm -hmm. when it hits like on Sunday there, I couldn't get away from the thought. That's the difference. Right. Is that the thought was constant. Mm -hmm. There was no. "Ah, That's pretty silly. Because some days literally like that. Like I'm like, you know what? Like, okay, brain, I get it. You want to die, blah, blah, blah. And I make a joke (laughs) out of it. Right. Like I really do. But that when that when it really gets me the way it did on on Sunday, I have nothing I can do. Like. I, I can meditate, which I did. And it was weird because the first, I think I told you about this, but the first I got home after this crazy shit that I went, that I put on people um, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I need to meditate because I know that I'm out, I'm out of it. I know I'm not doing well. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate. And it worked. It's like 15 minutes. It was a short 15-minute meditation. And I'm feeling good. I'm clear. I'm able to see a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, gone, right? Like the the stuff that usually lasts me all morning, you know, like the meditation and stuff, it was gone. Like inst- almost within, well, within minutes of finishing it. And so then I'm struggling to find something else to do to get my mind off of it, right? Because it's just fucking there. Um, and then I had, I tried to meditate again. And then as soon as I tried to meditate again, bawling, like bawling, just, or I can't even, I can't even like, cause I get, as soon as I start meditating at that point, now I'm in touch with that hurt kid the hurt kid who's in there. And so I'm meditating and I'm feeling everything, right? From the time I was four until the time I'm that night. And of course, at the end of that, I just want to die. I'm like, I'm going through like everything I've ever done to anyone. And my brain's feeding me this shit. Like from out of wherever it comes from, Mm -hmm. that's all I see. That's all I see. And so of course, to make that stop, I want to die. Right, because I do not want to be living in that pain. Right, none of us want that. Um, I think the the big thing about the depression for me is that I really can't stress enough that nothing has to happen. I didn't. I didn't have to be triggered, but I was by my own actions. Yeah. But that just furthered what was already happening. Yeah. Right. Like it was. It was simply adding to what was already going on. Right, that was underneath, like a um, what are those bombs called that blow up going down? No, I'm not uh, sure. Bunker buster. Yeah, the bunker busters. Right, they blow oh, in, right. not yeah. out. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they blow in. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like it was just blowing in. Yeah. Everything was blowing up. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think for my money, like if talking about it means somebody doesn't do it, then talk to me about it as much as you want. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That, that's my opinion. So I, I guess hopefully there are people out there who agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. If and, and and like you said, you know, to know that we're not isolated, mm-hmm. we're we're not insulated from this from this disease, <clears throat> this depression and anxiety. That there's a, a lot of people that suffer that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Just seek seek out some person, something, mm-hmm. you know, to to know that you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And there are people that want to help you. Yeah. Right? And if you know, that's I just want to say that if anybody is listening and is mm-hmm. in that that position, that that level of despair, that that level of depression where your desire to end your life overrides your survival instinct. Your prime prime instinct, the survival instinct. Mm-hmm. It, when 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 your desire to end your life overrides that, mm-hmm. then the the sharing portion of it. And I mean, it's easy to sit here and say it, mm-hmm. right? But if and to say it to anybody who happens to listen to this, but just to know that there are people like you, mm-hmm. like you, that care, mm-hmm. that are willing to say, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to do this heavy lifting mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah. Unfortunately, guys like us, we're conditioned to do the heavy lifting. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's our that's our way. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't want to burden you with it. It's not your problem. Yeah. You know, I you mm-hmm. have better things to do than listen to my problems. Mm-hmm. I know you're busy. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just shoulder this myself. Yeah. Just push it in the ball, keep it down. There. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Push it, push it down. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And I, I don't know how you change that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you make it acceptable for, for someone to reach out. Yeah. Other than to say, I've done it. Yeah. And it saved my life mm-hmm. to reach out, yeah. to say, you know what? I'm in a really, really vulnerable place right now. And I don't know what's going to happen. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. It, it is such a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, well, it's so interesting, right? It is. What about you? Because I, I don't think that you <laughs> have depression or have, well, I think have I you. Have... I should have asked that. I didn't <laughs> even ask. What a dick. I... <laughs> asshole. Um, <laughs> what well, an I asshole. Yeah, now I do. After this, I would <laughs> It's all selfish. <laughs> yeah, now I have yeah, depression. I didn't, I didn't before, but man. <laughs> no wonder I don't open up. <laughs> Dave's not a safe spot. (laughs) Dave, Dave, no safety. (laughs) I just, you know, I I see a lot of like, I think, I think generally a lot of this stems from the fact that we're just told not to ever Mm. deal with emotions. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be happy. That's like the one emotion guys are allowed to show. Yeah. But like you're frustrated. Or anger. Yeah. Happy or anger. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's reinforced, you know. You watch TV, and it's always stereotypical mm-hmm. bullshit sitcoms mm-hmm. with these stupid ass dads. And mm-hmm. it, it's just bullshit. And then, but we're just taught this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, to sit down and in a like, you know, or phone a friend and be like, "Hey, dude, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like shit today." Yeah. You know, even to just even if you don't talk about it, you just sit down and you, you fucking do stuff together yeah. or something. Like it, it's that connection, though. It's just being yep. around other people. Yep. And we're just taught, like, oh, no, you know, you know, bootstraps and buckle up. And Mm -hmm. that's such bullshit. And that creates more misery. Mm -hmm. So it's like the opposite of what we should be doing is what we're being told to do. And I find that with so many things, like, what we know is good, Mm -hmm. we're told, no, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. It's like, why? You know? So I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think you can talk about it too much. Yeah. I agree. In a general sense, because there's so many people that Mm -hmm. need to know it's okay to talk about. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I've seen a few, like, there's a few groups in Calgary where there's like, yo, let's get together as men and talk about Mm. what it means to be men and stuff. But they're typically not real deep. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, let's talk about, you know, what it's like to be a man living in today's society. And, and, you know, it's a very Mm -hmm. surface level stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very... We all walk away happy and everything's great. Yeah. But we don't ever sit down and really have conversations about depression, about mm. anxiety, about feeling inadequate because mm. yeah. we're not making enough money. We're not, yeah. you know, we can't afford to put our kids in this, but we'd really like to. Like mm. all these things are feelings I have. Yeah. Which cause me to then get, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say depressed, but depressed. You might. Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel shitty. Yeah. You know, so, but who do I talk to? You know, if it's not your wife and sometimes maybe you don't feel like 
like, I don't want to open up about that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't want to feel, I don't want to show that insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's, so for me that like, I just don't think you can talk about it enough. Yeah. There's like, there's never too much. Yeah. Because very few people talk about this stuff. Yeah. Especially when it's men. I mean, mental health in general, I think is like, yeah, it's there. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> we all know about it, but we just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and especially within men, I find yeah. it's just, it's difficult at best. Totally. And, yeah. and, and if you have like a, if you're in a position where you can, your position can be harmed by it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I had to, that's a good chance, right? Like for, for me, cause I, I think it's way, it's way too important not to talk about it to be yeah. defensive about whatever job I may have. Right. Yeah. Because I have, but I have to tell you, I bring it up for a reason. Cause I did think about it. I thought yeah. if I, if I identify this, this could adversely affect the agency, right? Yeah, yeah. And my job and all these things. And then I thought of that as well. And I said, yeah, but if you don't, <laughs> yeah. you could be dead, right? Like if you, if I keep hiding yeah. it, um, then obviously I'm not going to exp- um, be vulnerable and then I can't change. But that, you know, and that again speaks to a level of credibility mm. that that I think we all need to to get to, right? It's one thing to to say, yeah, you know, here's how you fix that, mm-hmm. right? With the magic bullet fix, too. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I'm sitting behind a desk, and here's how you fix it. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you that I've been there. Yeah. I, I won't say that I have human problems mm-hmm. that. I've gone through that <clears throat> because I don't want you to think that I'm weak. Yeah. I don't want you to think that that I'm less than what I say I am. Mm-hmm. Right? That does nobody any good, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. If you come with a level of credibility and a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. to say, yeah, you know what? What you are, I am that too. Mm-hmm. I know where you're coming from. Because I've walked that path. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I, you and have. I'm yeah. not afraid to say, have I contemplated suicide? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, have I been to that dark place where I felt that the world was better if I wasn't in it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have. If that makes me less than, then I'm less than. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. You know? I think that I, I understand mm-hmm. why you would feel that maybe I shouldn't. Definitely. Maybe I shouldn't say anything mm-hmm. because I don't want to jeopardize, you know, this. Yeah. But the reality of it is that that gives you a level of of believability, a level of mm-hmm. credibility, a level of From experience myself. that I look to. Mm-hmm. To say, yeah, you know what? I believe what this guy is saying. Mm. Because he's been there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if I am looking to get some service done, do I want somebody who's just read the book? Yeah. Absolutely. Right? (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I mean... Yeah. Take whatever mm-hmm. you want. Inject whatever occupation you need. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If somebody has just read the book, yeah. the DSM, 
Well, depression. Yeah, persistent state of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Suggested, recommended forms of treatment are the following. So have you tried this? Have you tried this? <laughs> have you tried getting more sunlight? <laughs> have you tried drinking club soda? Sit by a tree. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah, okay. You're going to charge me $300 an hour to sit down across from you mm-hmm. to say... You need to eat healthier and you need to get more exercise. And sit under trees. And sit under trees. And you know what? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. But if if I if I want to hear, you know what? I know how you feel. Yeah. Because I've been there. And mm-hmm. I understand. And I'm not judging you. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm gonna listen to everything you're telling me because I know. That this is hurting. Mm. That, my friend, is relatability. Mm. And that is what people need. Mm. I agree. I agree. Because that's what I need to. Right? Like, I mean, that's why I reach out to people who understand. And then, and because you're... The idea is to simply be of use, right? Like, yep. of use to other people. and And really, like... I had a conversation with someone this week about it and, and I, I really, I don't know what happened, but I think it just reconfirmed like why I'm still here. Right. Like for me, for my money, um, it's, it's all, if I can't be of use to others, then there's no purpose for me. Here, yeah. Right. And, and I, I had to come to, I had to face that because that was like, um, a reality that on the night of, um, where all I can see are the faces of the people that I love. Right. Like I, I don't I mean, I know exactly why my brain did this or God did this or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I was fed all these images and all I could see when I closed my eyes and I'm bawling, of course. And I'm <laughs> I'm bawling. And see, that's how you, what you got to do when you're, with, when you're with guys. You got to make them laugh at least once or or we get all fucky. Yeah. Strong <laughs> men also cry. Also sir. cry, sir. Strong men also cry. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> um, so I, I can see, and, and thankfully I could see this. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't, but this was just constantly coming to my mind's eye was just like your guys' faces, friends, family. Um, and I think I mentioned this to you too. I was like, okay, but if I do it, I can't do it here. Because then my friends might come mm. and find the body, mm. right? Because I, I know some policemen and some medics and stuff. And I'm mm. like, nope, I can't do that here. So I was like, but that was didn't come to me until after I made the phone call, right? Where I was like, okay, whew, I'm starting to feel like, okay, I can't do this. So I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it today. Um, but it was like to get to that point was such a fucking ordeal, right? Like, and, and so this, sorry, in a roundabout way, when you mentioned how hard it is to reach out, I have to, I have to agree. Like, I say it all the time to people, like, reach out, reach out, reach out. What I kind of forget is how hard it is in that moment to actually fucking do it. Yeah. Right? Like, because I haven't had that moment in so long that I kind of forgot how hard, just how hard it is that you pick up that phone, right? Like, if I didn't have, if I didn't get the return or... If Heather didn't come home when she did, because I'd reached out to her and then called the stress in and all that stuff, things might be different, mm-hmm. right? But 
maybe next time, Dave, you could reach out sooner, <laughs> right? Maybe. And the yeah, and the reason I'm saying it is so so that I hear it, but so other people hear it too, yeah. because it is hard. It's hard to do. Absolutely. Right. And when when the gun is close to your mouth, it's really hard to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because uh, for me, at that point, it's almost like all bets are off. Right. Yeah. I've already like washed my hands of it, and I've said, yeah, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. um, but for that last bit of reaching out. Right. Yeah. And, and so if you're out there and you, you need any help, as John said, like um, if you can, anyone you trust, reach out to them. And if you happen to be the person that is trusted, um, I, I just want to try to impress this upon you. It is not a call for attention. OK. Nor is it a call to get them your opinion on how they should fix it. Yeah, exactly. Nor is it an ask for fix. It's open right? ears. That's what it is. That's exactly. what it is. It's open ears yeah. with like, is if you can, if you can do this, I know it's hard and lots of us practice regularly every day to do this. But if you can, get out of the way. Just be there to hear what they're going through and try to get out of the way. Because honestly, it's simply about having an ear. Right. Like yep. it's about having somebody. I mean, and I got to give credit to Heather because when when she came home, she crawled into bed and held me like because I she's never seen me like that. Right. Like and I don't think it's been a long time since anyone's seen me even close to that. But it was she didn't have any opinions on it. And it was necessary to have that. She just simply said, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And I said, would you lay with me? And she said, yes. And that was it. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I know that I'm giving away some intimacy from us, but at the same time, that's really what, what I needed was that connection to someone else. Yeah. It wasn't to hear what she had to say about depression. It was that connection to someone else that just, even though I knew what I really wanted was to be left alone so I could just end it. What I really wanted was not to end it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm saying in the moment, that's what yeah. I really wanted. But what I really wanted deep down was I wanted connection. Yeah. And I had felt like I had severed all my connection to humanity by my outburst, right? Because right. my outburst, you can only describe it as a disturbance, right? Like I caused the disturbance. Yeah. And um, I really wish I hadn't. But I can't go back. And so this is what I'm getting at is, although I wish I hadn't done it, it doesn't change the fact that having done it has put me on a new path of like treatment. Right, like where I probably needed to go, right, with my doctor and stuff. So, um, yeah, and I, I didn't mean to make you cry or anything, but the reality is, John, like, uh, there was no one else I could have been with that morning, but you, right, like, that's what the universe had dictated. Because originally it was to sit down and talk about the programming for next year, yeah, not to talk about this, right? So, but that, but that just like Heather coming home at the right time and then going to a meeting and and just trying to get um, back to center, right? And, and and just so you guys know, like I'm not back yet. Like I'm mm -hmm. not back. I yeah. I'm still trying to find center, but I'm not at the same place I was. So yeah, like sure. there there's I'm not concerned with my life or safety or anything like that. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure you guys knew that. <laughs> so. So we didn't leave here and there's like cop cars waiting for us. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we weren't sure what you were going to do if you'd run. So we just figured we wouldn't tell you. <laughs> well, good news is I don't think you can really outrun anybody. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
That's a good point. Yeah, he's just very tripled. slowly getting away. He's very slowly getting away. You know, it's interesting because I think you said something about you know you guys mentioned like your occupation, how you felt like it would adversely affect it, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter what job. Yeah, I, I mean, arguably, right. we're all kind of in machismo level jobs. I'm in the oil patch. Mm-hmm. You know, in law enforcement and stuff like that, it was. Those aren't conducive to sharing your feelings. No, I don't know a lot of rig guys that sit out on the rigs at minus thirty and go, guys, let's uh, let's just take back a little bit and let's. I'm not feeling real good today. Yeah, you know, like that. You just don't do that. But I'm seeing more and more articles coming out now where guys are starting to stand up and be like, no, this is fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and you want to know why we're doing cocaine and we're doing heroin and we're mm-hmm. doing alcohol. It's because we're fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. And they start, and I, I'm starting to see more of that, but I mm-hmm. think it's actually, so what I'm, what I guess my point is, is it's kind of seems to me like it's the opposite where mm-hmm. we're all afraid it will adversely affect our job. And may, yeah. honestly, we might lose our job. In some cases, you might actually will, lose probably. your job, yeah. 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 but that might open up new doors. I always yeah. like to say that, but yeah. the truth is, is it actually makes you a better human being. Mm-hmm. So if employers and things encourage this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like, encourage people to go go get help go to counseling we, mm-hmm. you know for my job we have these extra health benefits and counseling mm-hmm. is in there but nobody maxes any of those benefits out yeah why if you can go to counseling and you think you're just no i'm good go to counseling anyway maybe you'll figure out maybe you'll be better you mm-hmm. know what i mean but if if employers actually encourage that encourage their employees to be healthier mm-hmm. in their mental state you'd have better employees yeah so it like it's a weird thing in our society, mm-hmm. and that's I think it was like we know what's right and what's good, yeah. but we're going to encourage you to do the opposite anyway. Yeah, and that's gonna, like it's another one of those things. Like you're better at your job because you have experienced this. There's like, there's no doubt about. It. And I'm even better. Like I agree with you. I'm even better when I acknowledge it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. not just a credibility issue. Yeah. It's when somebody no. says it to you, you don't have to go well. What triggered that, or what? The, you don't mm-hmm. have to run through as you can be like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like you get it. You know what they need. They need an ear. So you've because you that's what you need, mm-hmm. and so that makes you better at your job. Yeah. For me, if I was healthier mentally, mm-hmm. I would be better at my job yeah. because overall, I'm a happier guy. Yeah, you know, and it's it, you can buy all the cars you want. You can buy. You can mm-hmm. you know have the hottest wife on the planet, but at the end of the day, if you're not happy in your head, you're not happy. Mm-hmm. So I think it, mm-hmm. it just struck me as like, you know, we, we always encourage, especially in a lot of these industries where it's like yeah, guy talk, you know, yeah. it's all about beer and, and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, yeah, but if we were all happier, we'd actually all be better employees. Yeah. We'd be better neighbors. We'd yeah. be better, better but, humans. But yeah. we don't, we don't encourage that. Yeah. It's just, eh, it's just well, and that's it. You we're, know? we're, and you and I talked about this. We're a good use society. Mm. Right? They yeah, do. Good, good you. you. Yeah. Good you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear. Yeah. How you doing? Well, how much time have you got? <laughs> yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you sit down for a while and let me tell you about what I'm really going through as opposed to good you? Yeah. Good, good you. Good you. Good you. I remember that Liar Liar movie with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one right. scene where she, there somebody asked him, like, how are you feeling today? And he's like, well, I had a really bad sexual experience last night. And they're just like, what? Yeah, totally. Like, why are you saying that? You're in a co-op or something. And you're like, hey, how are you? 
well, last well. night. <laughs> just to see their face. Uh, that's so funny. I'm just it. wanting good. How are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And But uh, again, you know, we talk about the destigmatization <laughs> of mental health. Yeah. Totally. You know, we got to get rid of the stigma. We got to get rid of the stigma. We got to get rid of the stigma. Okay. How do you get rid of that? You have to talk. How, how do you get rid of that? Yeah, you have yeah. to talk. By saying, yeah. guess what? I have extreme depression and yeah. I have anxiety and I have mental illness that negatively impacts my life on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like the, the whole Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, guess what? My, the, the, the thing that I saw that I, I really laughed at, that I, that I keep going back to, that I used to describe myself was, it was a picture on I don't know, something, the interwebs, and it's a picture of a metronome. Mm. And if you don't know what a metronome is, it's the little box on top of a piano and you hit it and it goes tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Well, on one side there was a caption, crippling depression, and on the other side said, unbridled anxiety. <laughs> And the metronome was like a blur yeah, in the middle, and it was going back and forth so fast between them. And I thought, yeah, you know what? That right there is the most accurate depiction of my life that I have ever seen. That's my fucking heartbeat right That's there. That's it, right there. Yeah. From crippling depression to unbridled anxiety and such a blur. But to be, I don't want to say man enough. But to be open enough to be uh, a vulnerable human mm-hmm. being to say, yeah. yep, I have got this. And I'm not afraid to say mm-hmm. that I suffer from this mental illness. And mm-hmm. if you suffer from this as well, you are not alone. You're not unique. And there are people out there who want to support you. Yeah. Agreed. Right. I think that's the first step in, yeah. in reducing that that stigma of mental health mm. is to get rid of the good use society. Yeah. Good luck. I don't know if it'll ever happen yep. because But like anything out there that we that we want to see change, we have to do it ourselves. Yep. For sure. Because that's where it starts, right? And I, I agree with you. I, I think that the only the only way to do it is to talk about it. Because that's like and just so you know, like I don't what time are we at? Two hours. Over two hours? Okay. Well, we, holy moly! Yeah, I know. That's I'm like, good, whoa. Man. But we can we can wrap it up like whenever. Um, what the hell was I saying? Before I asked well, for the time. We have to be the change. Then. Yeah, we we got to actually yeah. be willing to do it, right? Yeah, like absolutely. to go to go through the process of saying, yeah, you know what, this this impacts me, mm-hmm. and and it's you mentioned something about um, it negatively impacts my life. Absolutely, it just it doesn't as much today. Like I was talking to yeah. Darcy about that before. I, I just honestly, this this episode, I'll call it, for lack of a better word, um, it li- literally is the worst I've had in probably three years, yeah. right? Three and oh. a half years. It's the worst I've experienced in three and a half years. Did I, did I have an increase in symptoms when I hurt my back? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Like, you got physical pain and physical mm-hmm. limitations that affects your brain. Oh, right? oh yeah. Like does. I don't, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Dom didn't come tonight. Yeah. Because his back was hurting so bad. He's like, I don't, I'm, I might be grouchy. I'm like, dude, you can always come, but I get it. Yeah. Because we know any of us who've had physical pain for any amount of time, yep. it affects your brain. Yep. Totally. Right. Um. So anyway, I can't quite remember now what I was talking about, but the reality is there needs to be more talk. 
Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's a it's a great point that we need to stand up and, and be mm-hmm. who we want to see. Yeah, and we have you know, we have and, to. And it's it's no doubt you like you see all these things about being kind and everything, but really realistically, you have to be the one that actually goes out and be kind to people. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or is a good neighbor, or is willing to help kids that you don't know, or like that's we have to do mm-hmm. that. We have to live by example. Yeah. And you know, if if you're hurting, it'll be the example of how to get help. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and it's kind of condescending. I didn't mean it that way, but it's like, but that's that's truly what, what it is. It's yeah. like if you're hurting, reach out, and not because you know you're told to, but that's just what human beings do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're a social animal, and I think we have to get rid of the idea that reaching out is is a something unique. We we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. When you're happy, what do you want to do? You want to be around your your friends, your family, mm-hmm. and be happy. Yeah. So every emotion we have involves other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good or bad. Well, I don't even like good or bad. Whether well, whether it's, it's wanting, down. yeah, whether it's wanting to be there or not be there. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just there's times where maybe we need more of a human connection, maybe mm-hmm. we don't. But the reality is, I think all of our emotions are based on a community, mm-hmm. um, whatever that means to you. Yeah. You know, because I always find that when people are are in a community. Mm-hmm. Or it, where they have that interaction and that yeah. support, they are happier. They are yeah. better off. They do seem more. Content. They still are. They still have issues. Yeah. yeah. But they can. They can get through it. Mm-hmm. They get past it. Yeah. Maybe a little easier. They seem a bit more or, content. Yeah. 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 Or 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 they're able to have less of those days, mm-hmm. like like you've had in the last. You know, that was the worst one in three years. You said, but yeah, I've had a couple over the last couple of years, <laughs> but not this bad. Yeah. Like, not even close. So yeah. that's probably less than you had 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, that that's good. But it doesn't yeah. mean that you're, oh, you're healed now. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's not that it's a miracle cure just being around people. But I yeah. think that community is so important. And I, I just think we're really, you know, society and men, whatever. It's mm-hmm. just we're not, we're told that we don't need that. That's not yeah. important. But it really is. It's almost yeah. the most important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, imagine how many guys, like you said, are working in the oil patch. Or working away from their families and would love to have a peer-to-peer connection to say, yeah. you know, how are you? How, yeah. how are you doing? You know? Yeah. And, and not get the good you response. Exactly. Right? That yeah. peer-to-peer support to say, yeah, you know what? If I was up on the rigs, if I would have had someone that I could confide in, someone that I felt you know enough trust in to say i'm i'm really afraid mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm afraid i'm i'm anxious i'm i'm feeling vulnerable but i can't tell anybody about it would there be that need to turn to whatever yeah whatever your whatever vice addiction is, is that gets you through it right yeah. yeah and i would be willing to bet that if you took a survey of those guys the greater majority, if it was a confidential, because guys don't like to admit this stuff, or totally. I, uh, maybe not totally. guys. I, I shouldn't say guys because it's not a gender issue. I think that people are not comfortable admitting that stuff. Yeah. But in private to say, would it have helped you to have yeah. somebody to sit down and just listen to you? Mm-hmm. I think a greater majority would say, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. it would have. Yeah. You know, for sure, we need to get, we need to, uh, we need to, we need to, yeah. wouldn't it be nice yeah. 
if we had that peer-to-peer support and or you know like you said in the in the workplace to be able to say i need help yeah i need somebody to listen to me and not be judged yeah and not have to fear reprisal not have to fear ridicule from Mm -hmm. others for sure you know or hey guess what darcy just told me guess what he's going through yeah you know no. What a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, you get ostracized. Can you imagine right? actually? Yeah, you do. And I, I that is mm-hmm. hard for me to grasp, man. But I guess it's probably because I'm a social worker. So it's hard for me to grasp why yeah. why anyone would pick on someone who's already suffering. Like, sure. I just don't get that. For yeah. Sure. But yeah. Well, it's no, like the Simpsons. It's like, it's stop it. He's already dead. He's already <laughs> dead. Check his medical alert bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know, it, again, these these highly, I, I, I don't even know if masculine is the right word, but these, these careers that we're in where we're expected to perform to a certain level, you know, executives and, you know, high pressure jobs, um, helping professions, doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. First responders, military, you know, people who are are in these these situations where it's not cool to say that you're weak. Yeah. Right? As soon as you reveal that weak underside, that fear of somebody ripping your guts out mm-hmm. is very overwhelming. Oh. And that's well, I mean, for myself, that fear of of revealing the soft underbelly and somebody ripping my guts out mm-hmm. was what kept my armor on all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Oop, oop, I'm not sharing nothing. As yeah. far as you're concerned, I am just fine. Mm-hmm. And you mind your business, mm-hmm. and I'll mind mine. Yeah. I don't need anybody's help. I don't need anybody's assistance. I don't want to talk about it. Because I don't trust anybody with my dark secrets because clearly I am the only person on the planet who has ever had a problem. I'm the only one who has ever experienced this. Mm. Heaven forbid that, yeah, you know what? Guess what? Someone else is experiencing that Mm -hmm. and can empathize and can relate to me. You know, if, if we are able to or wouldn't it be nice... If we had that connection with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone. Wouldn't it be so. nice? Isn't that a Beach Boys song? Wouldn't it, is. it be nice if... Yeah. Man, I love the Beach Boys. My dad and mum used to listen to them all the time when we were kids. Yeah. Well, it's just a California kid. Of course yeah. you have yeah. Beach Boys. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Surfer, so, before we close, yeah. um, and wish everybody a happy new year, uh, what one thing... I don't know, maybe your favorite thing of 2019. Oh, good Favorite one. thing. Yeah. Let's go in a different direction. <clears throat> Not that we need to like make a joke could be feel shitty. I'm just saying, what's a your favorite thing of 2019? Hmm. Truthfully? Yeah. This podcast. Yeah. This one? Because this podcast has made me a better person. Oh, not this specific one. No, like the <laughs> Voices in Recovery podcast. I was like, dude, this Doing is- this every Saturday yeah. has made me a wholeheartedly better person. Really? Yeah. 100%. Just because 
I mean, there, well, there's so many ways it's made me a better person. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, the fact that I'm, you know, doing the well variety program and, and yeah. actually opening up and stuff like that to me is like cataclysmic, man. That's mm-hmm. like huge, massive change. But it's just hearing the stories and realizing, mm-hmm. not that somebody had it shittier in life, yeah, but that somebody's working really hard to make it better. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that always gets me. Because then I go home and I'm like, well, what am I doing mm-hmm. to make my life better? Not that my life's shittier or better yeah. or worse or whatever. It's it's not a comparison thing. It's like, yeah. but they're working hard to be better. Mm-hmm. And, and they are becoming better. So we should all do that. And I, I think... Like for me, that's the highlight of, of every week is mm. coming here on Saturdays and, and doing this podcast, even cool. though I don't talk. And then, you know, and I yeah. like that part. <laughs> Although when, once you get me started. Well, you but, know, it's not going to last forever. <laughs> you not talking. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just I've I've changed mm. since doing this. Cool. And uh, I I would love to attribute it to one specific thing or the mm. other, but it's just a gradual change. And I've started to notice it like. Mm. The way I'm looking at other people, the way I'm even having think like my thoughts in my head are different, mm-hmm. and I can't attribute it to anything else but this podcast. Cool, because this is what's been a, a huge difference mm-hmm. in my life for the last whatever two years, a year and a half, almost yeah, a year and a half. So I don't know, like for 2019, I think that's my my highlight. Well, I'm going to tell you something right on that. I appreciate that, man. I I I couldn't agree more. It's been a, a treat. But I was at a meeting the other day with my dad, and it was the neatest thing because we were at this meeting. I don't know. I think I go there once a week. It's my old home group. Right. And my dad and I were just sitting there before the meeting, and we just sat down and got coffee. And I think it was like two or three people in a row came up and thanked me for doing it. So I wanted to pass that on to you anyway, but this is a perfect time to pass it on to you. Yeah. Uh, Because they, they came up and they said, thank you for trying to end the stigma. Yeah. Right. And and I said, well, you know, that's a big part of why we do it. Because I think that the more we share the stories, the the less people have to be ashamed of, right? Absolutely. And, um, and I and I, it's important that you know that because just like it's important to you, it's important to lots of people. Yeah. Right. I agree. I know, yeah, and I don't I, know I who they too. all are, but um, but the ones that came up, like it really, and it really made a difference to my dad. Hey? Mm. Like it really did. He he, I think he, because podcasting is new. For, for us, for a lot of it's yeah. for it's new for everybody, but yep. it's really new for people who have been here for seventy plus years. Oh yeah, sure. no yeah. doubt, right? Like yeah, the absolutely. whole the concept of it, I can barely understand it, um, and I'm kind of a, almost a child of it. But like it, something happened, he understood like what we're what we're actually yeah. doing. I think, and I, I was really grateful for that. I also because it's a testament to you, right? Well, I don't... it is. It's a testament <laughs> to you because well. Look, man, if there's no Darcy, there's no podcast. Well, there might be a podcast with me just talking to somebody and trying to make it sound good, yeah. um, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I appreciate you and, and yeah. thank you for saying that. That's yeah, kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just wanted you to know that, You're man. I'm going to second that. Right on. Yeah. You do a good job, man. Yeah, man. Oh, a really good job. Yeah. And I don't always give you the best to work with, dude, but you do pretty good. <laughs> like, I think that's... It's editing challenges. Well, that, but that might be why you have a hard time when I say thank you, because you don't realize I'm thanking you for a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. Right? That's But see, I also have a really hard time with people thanking me. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, I get it. Thanks. Yeah, you're good. But then you say thank you again. I'm like, seriously, stop. Because like, I just I can't accept that, man. Yeah. It's like, um, this is not anything to do with me. 
That's how I live this podcast. Isn't that weird? I have eh? Nothing to do with the, that's so the strange. Yeah, but you have everything. To I do don't know with. why. Yeah, that's but interesting. That's, that is what I think, and it's like that with a lot of things. Like, yeah. I, like my daughter, everybody's like, "Oh, she's so well behaved." I'm like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it's so hard for me to just mm. accept a compliment, and then it is. But so, but well, I'm glad that the podcast reaches people because yeah. it's very for me. It's yeah. like vital. It's transformed me too. Yeah. yeah like absolutely. big time. Right? Big time. So thank yeah. you. And yeah. It's okay to say you're welcome. I you're you welcome work on me. it. You work on it as much as <laughs> as long as you need to, you work on it, man. It makes me happy that you're here. If you're happy you're here, yes. You're working on it. Well, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm happy here. I'm like this but the thing is is like it's it's brought people into my lives like you and Heather mm. and, and and all the guests and stuff like mm. that. Like it's just amazing people. Yeah. And I was just like, man, there's so many amazing people out there. Yeah. So it, it really has changed the way I start looking at people because mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody is amazing in their own right and has their own story to tell. Yeah. You know, that the guy who's the biggest asshole at work mm-hmm. could be that guy who's trying to mask the biggest fucking problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like it just, so it just changed me. Yeah. And I just don't really appreciate cool. it. Cool. So, Thanks, man. Yeah. Right on. John, favorite thing in 2019? Oh, you know what? <clears throat> That's a tough one. Um, you know, aside, aside from the everyday gratitude list, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's two things that I'm really thankful for for 2019. And one is the that I completed the certificate program. Yeah, congratulations, man. You know what? It's the first time in my life that I've ever got an A in anything. Because when I was a student in mm-hmm. elementary, junior high, high school, dude, I was a fucking dunce. <laughs> like, seriously, I I sucked. I haven't heard anybody use the word no, dunce. That really punctuated that. Yeah, totally, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> but that was me. Yeah. Right? I sucked at being mm. a student. Yeah. I was never good. And... You know what? It's the first time in my life mm-hmm. where I've got grades that I am proud of, where I actually took pride mm-hmm. in completing things fully yeah. and seeing the results of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Right? It's the first accomplishment yeah. scholastically. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, the other thing that I'm grateful for for this year. And this may be really hard to understand, but I am grateful for being at that collision. Mm. I think about your story all the time. You want to tell the story? Can you tell? Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, you might not be able to. No, you know what? I I don't think I can. Yeah. But I can sum it up. Suffice mm. to say that yeah. I was privileged to. Uh, I don't know the best way to describe, but I was privileged to experience an extreme level of grief in someone else. Mm. Um, somebody experienced a very, very horrific and tragic loss. And the universe put me where it needed me. And I was privileged to be able to support someone in their time of need. Mm-hmm. 
and genuinely without um, any sort of I don't even know the right words for it, but to be there fully and completely mm-hmm. for someone else. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right. Yeah. Without expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Right. To be able to um, allow another human being to grieve such a tragic loss and to say nothing except mm-hmm have a hand on on their mm-hmm. back that was a really moving experience mm-hmm. you know and I was really blessed to be able to help someone in that capacity mm-hmm. yeah so those are the two things that I'm really grateful for that's amazing that's that, pretty powerful yeah that last story like whenever I think of it and I think of it often like just yeah. so you know, that story is a powerful one. Right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, I I would really like to go into more detail. No, I know, man. I get. But it. yeah, like I say, just to, yeah. to suffice to say that I had the privilege of sharing real loss and real grief mm-hmm. with someone. Yeah, what you did was you prepared a safe space for them to grieve. Exactly. Right, and like um, when I picture it, I. The details aren't don't really matter, but when I picture it, I picture you like this is going to sound really weird because I'm not like an angel demon kind of guy, but in my head I picture like you had some wings on that night, and you were able to lend that hand because sometimes it's just the hand on the shoulder that touches the soul, right? It goes beyond like a um, a physical thing, yeah. like it's that connection of spirits to spirits, right? Where yeah. And that, that's how I see that whole that whole night was like there was just this awful thing that happened. Awful thing. Never should have happened. Right? Yeah. But because it, when it happened, there's people involved like yourself and the others that were there that just simply did the right thing. Yeah. Right? And like, that's it. And did yeah. the right thing. Yeah. Allowed that space, right? Yeah. That, and that space is sacred, man. So that's not oh. a small thing. That's why you feel so big. It feels so big, right? Yeah. Like. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I say, you know what I mean? It was traumatic for me as well. Of um, course. But again, to to be able to 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 experience something so intimate and 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 traumatizing mm-hmm. is is a very unique experience. And yeah. not a lot of people get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so anyway, that's, you know, what that's what I'm grateful for. Cool. And, and the fact that the parties involved were deeply connected to recovery mm-hmm. yeah. makes it even more important. Yeah. Right. Because it says that the universe will take you and yeah. put you where it needs you to be. Yeah. And that's exactly true. Yeah. You know, I try and rationalize things, mm-hmm. but in reality... A number of people's lives had to occur the exact way that they did occur mm-hmm. for that to unfold the way yeah. that it did. Yeah. It's pretty deep. Yeah, it is, man. So, anyhow, that's, that's it. Cool. And you? Wow. Well, and congratulations on finishing the certificate. Oh, thanks, man. That's awesome, man. Like, <laughs> and uh, the certificate is in a helping 
profession as well, right? So yeah, you, you learn about studies. addiction studies, and, and it's just such a well. We need we need more angels, buddy. So yeah, we do. Um, is it my turn? It is your turn. It's your turn. All right. Wrap us up. What's my favorite thing? Well, one of my favorite things is I'm still alive. Like I, I'm still alive. That is a good one. Yeah, we almost we all and I not just about last week, but the when we were in Las Vegas, we almost died. We were um, we were on the highway coming back from Arizona. Well, not in Las Vegas. We almost died on the highway in Arizona. We're coming back from the Grand Canyon to Las Vegas, and it was after sundown, and we're just driving the speed limit because I don't mess around on the highways. Like I just go the speed limit, put it in cruise control, and I just try to relax and stay out of the way. Well, most of the time. Um, this time I was doing that. I was actually just like coasting and cruising and, well, it's dark, right? Because as soon as the sun goes down in the desert, it's dark. Dark mm. as shit, and, unless the moon's out. But um, car comes, pulls into the, my lane without signaling, without stopping, without pausing. They were literally, probably they were probably within 10 feet when they pulled out. Wow. And so... At highway speed. Highway speed. Ooh, so I jackknifed the car to get out of the lane, right? Like I had to jackknife it just to get out of the way, right? And wow. we got so lucky that there wasn't a car near the lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did do a brief look to see before I... But this was all instantaneously, yeah. as you yeah. guys realize. You don't have a lot of time. <clears throat> the same time Heather's yelling... I like I jackknife the brake and the wheel to try to get out of there, right? Because we were gonna crash. Um, I'm probably using the wrong word. Probably didn't jackknife it. I just bumped it out. Like somehow the brakes and the turn of the wheel, like I got to move away, and it worked. So I don't know. Don't try it at home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Only do it if you're gonna die. So, <laughs> so that would have been probably one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, one of my favorite things, regardless of what happened last week. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be alive. I think it is good. It's good to have an opportunity to, to keep yeah. plugging my head. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, do I have anything else? Yeah, you know what, though? Like, one of my other favorite things is that I've gotten closer to people. Mm-hmm. I've gotten closer to people that I care about. I've made, like, efforts, like, specific efforts to, like, if I say I care about you, I, I try to show that I care about you. Right? Like yeah. I'm not really good at that all the time, so sometimes yeah. I can fuck it up, right? Yeah. Um, but the reality is, like we were talking about with the depression and stuff, it's really just talking about anything because mm-hmm. I'm not like I don't normally want to. Yeah, right? Good like, point. Like it's just about anything, like yeah. um, to connect, right? Like because there's a part of my brain, and maybe the same for you guys, but there's a part of my brain that's just like I don't want to connect. Yep, I want totally. to. It's uh, much yeah, easier, yeah. much easier to have contempt for my fellow man than it is to like care about them, right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't realize how far, how far down that rabbit hole part of like I had gone. Really. Wow. Because I I know that I I actively, man, I'm just so grateful to have an opportunity to get better. I guess right because it's all said and done. If we're alive, we can we can try to get better, and we can recover. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, um, thank you guys. Thanks for hanging oh, thank out. You. Thank you Thanks guys for doing the episode. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. Um, yeah, and if you're out there and you're struggling, we know how hard it is. Uh, we're going to attach some stuff to the link. Sure. Um, the distress center. Yep. Um, us obviously, yeah. and just so you guys know, in the new year, 
Um, John's going to also be uh, part of uh, our groups doing meditations and nice. stuff like that. So if you're looking forward to it, next year is going to be a little bit different. We're going to revamp some stuff, and we're going to have art therapy, uh, meditation. Right um, yeah, so we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but if you need help, man, if you can, even if you just call your friends or call your parents or something, yeah. just just reach out if you can. Yeah. I know it's fucking hard. but It is anyway. hard. Yeah. But yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. Just, I think of it like this. If the alternative to calling is death, call. Yeah. Right? Like, Absolutely. It's much like we say in AA. If the alternative to drinking is making a phone call, make a phone call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But again, easier said than done. Exactly. All right. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.